The Mississippi Gulf Coast, 30 years ago, was nearly blown off the map by Hurricane Camille. Since then, the Mississippi Gulf Coast has become one of America's premier resort destinations. And in just a short time, live from the jam-packed Casino Magic, a fury that could match that of Hurricane Camille just may erupt once again. For tonight, live, the mega event wrestling fans have been waiting for finally arrives. Legendary grudge matches will finally be settled in the Heroes of Wrestling. Welcome to the three-way theater. Yeah. Ha. You know. You know. Hey, y'all ready? Let's go. We all about wrestling, but don't call us fanatics. Uh -huh. We talk about wrestling movies, review the classics. Uh -huh. From ready to rumble, body slamming, Russell Madness. You can tell it's our passion. Now we into podcasting, screaming Northeast Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Mr. Peacock, go ahead, represent. Yeah. Three-way theater, three the hard way. From your boy Mike, JC, and Lumberjack. Yeah. Welcome to the three-way theater. You know. Hi. Welcome to the three-way theater. Three-way. Welcome to the three-way theater. Three-way. Welcome to the three-way theater. Stop drinking my water. You already had a sip. Ballots are in. All right. Good thing we remembered this time, guys. Yeah. yeah. We we the last two. Yeah. You know, forgotten. like the whole point of our goddamn show. Well, they weren't necessarily forgotten. We just didn't have the correct uh, utensils. <laughs> You didn't have anything like to pens. like a pencil yeah. or a, a pen. A pen. Well, or the last paper. few you've been writing them with a fork. You've done a pretty good job with it, yeah. Jake. I gotta yeah. admit. You know. Well, because welcome to Three Way Theater. Hey Hi guys, Three Way Theater presents Best in Hello. Show. I'm Mike Pava. Oh, I'm Lumber Jake, and I'm JC, and we're joined today by CPA. 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 So uh, CPA. CPA. CPA is the only wrestler to have messaged the NCW. Facebook page uh -huh. and actually gotten work. <laughs> That's true. That's true. One hundred percent. You are the first. Uh huh. And Probably only. the only. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine unless like they know the secret, the the magic. Unless it's CPA under a mask. <laughs> make a Creed highlight video. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, if it was normally Creed, it would automatically be a hard pass for me. Especially because we had a guy named Creed. But Wait, the what? fact that it was Casio keyboard Creed. Yes. That's what sold it. JC's like, you have to see this guy. I watched this video. We're bringing him in. Where's <laughs> he from? New York. What pissed me off about, not the video, but Anthony Green ever trying to take credit, I didn't even realize AG was in the highlight video. Yes. I was so fixated on CPA and <laughs> the fucking magic of that video that yeah. I didn't even know Anthony was in there. I notice, was like, oh, shit. Notice the most running around CPA is doing is when he's wrestling Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running spots. Well, we, we were like, hey, this guy's perfect for NCW. Yes. So we have CPA with us because for three, this is our three-way theater offshoot. It's the best in show. It's the sister show. Um, this is also the latest episode we've ever recorded on. It is 3.30 in the morning. Our I still have to drive back to New York. Oh, yes. my God. We're sorry about that. And we're sorry for a lot of reasons. Yeah. On this. Uh, <laughs> let me just say, I'm sorry. You had to watch Heroes of Wrestling on your birthday. Eesh. Please do not oh. apologize. <laughs> 
By the way, while we're reviewing Heroes of Wrestling. Heroes today, of Wrestling, one of the long-standing, critically acclaimed, acclaimed. <laughs> the infamous Heroes of Wrestling. Yes, and we're here in the the cavern of the Riot, Kellen Thomas. Yes, yes. our gracious. We're in the Caroba. <laughs> yes, Kellen. Kellen was nice enough to. Uh, Offer us his home to record. Instead of making us drive an extra half hour back yeah. to my place and record, I we appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you Kellen. so much. Thanks, Kellen. And we will let you guys know how he's doing. He's playing as Mortis in WCW NWO Revenge. Yeah. Going for the TV title. He's wrestling Scott Norton. Scott at the we should Norton. just review this instead of <laughs> Heroes of Wrestling. I bet oh. some of the matches would uh, be shorter <laughs> and uh, make more sense. Definitely shorter so far. He. <laughs> he took care of Chavo and someone He'd else. He'd be Rick Steiner with a rear chin lock. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> We're going to stall as much as we can. Yeah. No, here we are. not. <laughs> Let's talk about the heroes of wrestling. Before so, we uh, before we dive in, guys, uh-huh. um, this event took place on October 10th, 1999. Yes. First of all, I got to say, Mike Pava, I'm so proud of you right now. You have so many notes. Yeah. Listen, I am... It's amazing. You're uh, not a note this isn't, this isn't three-way theater. This is best in show. You know, oh, I, you right, know. Right. I see. I see. This, you know this what I mean? This is WrestleMania. Yeah, baby. Yes. Um, <laughs> it really, really uh, is. October 1999. October 1999. Um, here's what was happening in oh, wrestling okay. around right. this time. Just one week earlier, Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara abrupt, abruptly left WWE oh, for WCW. Wow. Okay. Friend of the show, Vince Russo. <laughs> 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 Scott Norton is bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, WWF Entertainment filed a breach of contract lawsuit on October 1st against Martha Hart and the estate of Owen Hart, asking for a dismissal dismissal of Hart's wrongful death lawsuit against the company, Jesus. damages in excess of $75,000 plus lawyer's fees for a breach of contract and a change of venue for the Hart lawsuit uh, from Connecticut. Was she wow. suing for $75,000? No. Uh, that was, was just... That was just the damages that they're trying Incruing. to get. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, five days before this pay-per-view, the draws was paralyzed after a botched wow. running Liger bomb. Real quick, and a real quick side note, did you guys see that on an upcoming show in Atlantic City, New Jersey, uh, draws and D'Lo Brown are doing a two-for-one uh, meet and greet? What? <laughs> for not real? joking. Wish I was joking. Not joking. That's insane to me. Huh. And I'm probably not going to get on the show, so I have no problem. <laughs> 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 we're all calling gonna out, drive down there now and we're gonna interview them live <laughs> that would be awesome uh bill stone of Fostone promotions bill stone yes. man. was uh, really hoping that nostalgia would pay off with his heroes of wrestling pay-per-view here's uh, the thing bill stone college sports entrepreneur he had clearly no fucking clue about professional wrestling well here's the I, I listened to an interview with Bill Stone. Okay. Did you? Yes. They, on the uh, Review Away podcast, they talked to Bill Stone briefly, and Bill Stone was very apologetic. He, say, he said that uh, there was a lot of mistakes made. There was a lot of things that he- Did you say apocalyptic? Yes. Or apologetic? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure which one. But it, tomato, tomato. Yeah. So- he uh, said that he was very upset that he didn't give the fans there that night the show that they deserved. He said he was upset that he didn't give the fans that bought it on pay-per-view the show that they deserved. And he was just over. He was just very sorry that everything worked out how it did. So let me ask you, Jake, uh, how much do you think Bill Stone charged to spill those beans on the Heroes of Wrestling 
interview? I mean, probably nothing. Oh, you think so? Okay. So that's funny because um, there is a local wrestling promoter in the Northeast that was a producer on this event. Is this one of those things where it turns out that promoter was you? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Um, it was, uh, I don't know if I should say names, maybe not, but yeah, say names. Okay. Mike Lombardi okay. of Northeast wow. wrestling. He was the, uh, he was on the show. I don't know if he was an agent, a producer, whatever you want to call it. He was there. He was in the house. He was helping run the show. Oh. Um, I was told this last evening while I was finishing up watching the show and, uh, I was there with Anthony green and Anthony said, Oh, I'll reach out to him. See if he'll talk to you about it. I woke up this morning to being like, he needs money. If he wants to spill the beans about the show, he's been offered a lot of interviews over the years to talk about heroes of wrestling. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> How much? He, I didn't. I did not get the number. I did not get the number because I literally just laughed <laughs> and I was like, he wants money. I'll give him twenty dollars, or I he can take what's in the mystery box. Whoa. I will literally throw down. Guys, guys, let's let's pull your change out of your pocket. Let's see what we got. Um, I, I will throw down a cold hard twenty for that one. <laughs> All right, so we're up to forty bucks. Got to hear right. the story. Like, I just don't know what more he could. Like, I mean, if guy, like, I I bet he has some. I'm sure he does. Um, but I mean, at this point, let's call up King Kong Bundy and see what he has to say about it. Yes, yes, he also uh, wants money. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. Um, Will he be at the Atlantic City show? <laughs> is the big question. Now I'm just feeling like you're spot. You're secretly just plugging them every chance you get. I haven't mentioned the name of the show. <laughs> they know. They know who they are. Um, but yeah, I was just very surprised that uh, in order to get any info, I had to crack that that bank account open and just uh, pay out. Yeah, well, like it. old Bill Stone was uh, more was totally sounded like he was doing it for free. It was like a little fifteen minute interview. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, so uh, from what I read about Bill Stone is that he had what three hundred thousand dollars to put on this show. Um, he actually had to get forty one thousand buys to on this pay per view to break even, yeah. which would have been about a point eleven buy rate. And okay. what did they end up getting? It's a good question. Twenty nine thousand. Uh, okay, so h about half that. Uh, l actually, a third of that. They they came close. And Excuse originally, me. this was planned to be a quarterly quarterly events. That's oh, right. If this was successful, they would have planned three more events. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill Stone said he also his big thing was he wanted a family entertainment, so he, that's why he also put in a fifteen dollar price point. Okay. For the pay per view, fifteen dollars in oh for the to purchase the pay per view. Yes. Because I was one of the. Twenty-nine thousand <laughs> that purchased this pay-per-view. So you saw it live. I saw it live as over, it happened. Went over the American Eagle Shane Simon's house with the the cast and characters of Power League Wrestling to uh, watch this show, and uh, with the same crew that we watched. Uh, True Life. I'm a pro wrestler. The Bo Douglas episode. All right. <laughs> so that was also in '99. So I was just apparently going over Carlos's house every week. Ten years my senior. Like, hey mom, going over Carlos's. She's like, whatever, cool. Did you, watch, did you watch Beyond the Mat at his house also? No, I saw it in the theater, brother. Me too. Um, yeah. Let me ask: Have you guys seen other legend shows before this? I um, mean, because I had actually purchased two Legends pay-per-views. Well, one pay-per-view, one iPay-per-view. In, I, in 1999? No. Um, the iPay-per-view I purchased was the uh, JCW Legends and Icons show. Okay. Which is one of my favorite Legends shows ever. Was uh, Tuts on that show? No. What no. year was that? I want to say it was like 2009. Oh, okay. 
ish. It uh, it has. We watched the battle royal from that where Ronnie Garvin comes out in his street clothes. That's right. Uh-huh. And McFoley goes Ronnie Garvin with that classic entrance music, and it's just like a random sax solo going on. It's just. So I think you've shown me that as well before. But um, I had actually, as a child, I believe it was two thousand and one. I purchased the iGeneration pay-per-view Rodman Down Under, Uh, which was... Now, were these the DVDs that you would go into, like, FYE or something like that, and they would just be these random wrestling DVDs? I bought this pay-per-view Rodman Down Under. I remember Rodman Down Under. Me too. uh, The headline was Mr. Perfect versus Dennis Rodman in a no-hold street fight. So that, I believe, was 2001, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, because Perfect ended up getting signed to for the Royal Rumble in 2002. Yeah. But he had won their belts. Yep. So he was, like, their champion. They did so many title changes for a company that was around for, like, three, four (laughs) weeks. Like... (laughs) The powers of pain hold the belts so many times. <laughs> you to get the, those cage match listings up, brother. One of the matches on there was Tatanka versus the One Man Gang. Would watch. I, I have to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's watch it right now, guys. Uh, now what? I'll pull it up. Let's go. Was I Generation any affiliation with WWA? Um, that I don't know. Is that the Jimmy Hart promotion or WWA no, was, was another XWF, down under XWF. WWA, yeah, that was where like Nathan Jones kind of first came to. Which that was also Australian. Bret right? Hart yes. was made the commissioner yes. of the WWA. Was yeah. Jerry Lawler on there? Yep. Mm, yeah. Uh, Disco Inferno had a bunch of bananas. He had guys in was banana that the bananas out- in pajamas. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit! That's the WWA <laughs> show. So Austin Aries got his gimmick from. Yeah. Can you, can you believe we're talking about all these other pay per views and not <laughs> actually having to yeah, talk about the one we reviewed? We're really trying to do everything we can not to, but uh, we have to. So before you, before we started recording, you talked about where this was located at Casino Magic. Yes. In. Bay St. Louis. Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. However, Mikey, on the program, they definitely mentioned multiple times Biloxi. Yes. And also, um, one of the one of the managers repeatedly calls it Biloxi too. So I did a quick Google map search. If you hop on the, the I ninety, it's a forty minute drive from Bay St. Louis to Biloxi. Close enough. So they're trying to make that market. They're trying to be like, yeah. we're here in but that's how you that's how you know how low you are on the totem pole when they're trying to pump up Biloxi. Well that's like when, when they're in Lowell and they say they're in Boston. I was like, No, yeah. you're not. J C yeah. you should just start saying that. NCW runs in like New York City. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well. Denim is Boston. No, no, we're going New York City. Oh, we're going, yeah. we're going up. Go yep. big. Go yeah. big. Oh, an LA promotion <laughs> since Kellen. The big Apple. from Cape Town, South Africa. <laughs> in, uh, in the heart Dedham, of. Dedham, South Africa. In the heart of Cape Town, South Africa. Dedham, Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> I love that so much. So let me let me we open this the video we watched on YouTube which uh-huh. appeared to be recorded. Listen guys, it's free to watch. Anybody hop on YouTube, watch this fucking show at your own risk. They open with what I would describe as a stand apart between Yokozuna and King Kong Bundy. <laughs> Nobody's really pulling. They're both just kind of standing See, at okay, a distance. Bef- bef- that was from the pre-show. Yes. Before yeah. this, the uh, excuse me or, or after depending on where you're seeing it, uh the most unflattering photo of the late great gorilla monsoon, gorilla monsoon yeah. who uh, passed ri- away just four days earlier at age 62 i love how it's a in real quick blip 
Oh, hey, girl, monster who's out. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, it was literally like <laughs> two <laughs> seconds long. He got he got as much uh, screen time as Gordon Soley did. Oh, you mean who was advertised for the show? You're right. Oral Gordon Gordon, Gordon Soley was supposed to be on this show, not to replace uh, Randy Rosenblum, who we will get to, but to do All color with him. He was going to do the color. color yes. Okay. Gordon Soley, known for his color work. I think Gordon uh, Soley. And delicious souplés. Yes. yes. <laughs> Gordon Soley was probably, I think he died about eight, less than a year Seven later. months later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Dude, throat this cancer. is a bad omen for anybody that was on this show. He was diagnosed with throat cancer. He pulled out due to health reasons or due to the fact that they said, we're going to put you in color with uh, <laughs> Randy Rosenblum. <laughs> so wait, Mikey, I just want to clarify. Uh-huh. You are stating that Gordon Soley gave himself throat cancer <laughs> in order to <laughs> avoid... Uh, Avoid commentating with Randy Rosenblum. He actually got throat cancer from going down on Catherine Zeta Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Uh, Scarn. (laughs) 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 When uh, when when Soli pulled out, they tried to get Ted DiBiase to sit sit alongside Rosenblum, but he had a prior (laughs) preaching engagement. Hard pass. So uh, that's how we ended up with uh, Dirty Dutch Mantel. He had a prior not leaving the house engagement. (laughs) 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 Prior involved in not leaving the house. One of my favorite things ever is it says, In memoriam of Gorilla Monsoon, cut to footage of a horrible monsoon cutting through Mississippi. Hurricane Camille. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Oh, my God. Casino Magic did not stand much longer after that. Um, and now it is a water park. Oh, so Odd. pack your bags, boys. I would we're rather going run a show to there. we're going to Bay St. Louis. Yeah, oh my God. Odd, Odd, we're going to uh, Forty choice. minutes. Forty minute ride. Odd choice of a place, <laughs> considering <laughs> it it withstood a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, they, they played it like became a hurricane. They played like a little um pre-show video, and I'm thinking, where did they find footage of Jake, Yoko, and Nightheart all in the same auditorium? Like, they're all in, like, a horribly recorded... Yeah, it seems like they did... the same indie show. Yeah, it seems like they did an indie show with these guys' books so they could get footage for the promotion for the event. I'm pretty sure Bill Stone just saw them all at that show and just booked them that <laughs> night. You three, you're in. Wait, w- was NEW running by this point? Um, In 99, I do not believe so. Oh, okay, I was going to say yeah. maybe that was, like, a... He's been around for a while, but yeah. even that, I think it was after 2000. Like, pretty much the collapse of the big national companies was when, like... Uh, Okay. Lombardi really got into that, but he won't tell me. He wants money if he's going to answer that question. Just ask him when he started running. No, he he won't tell me. No, Every, it's going to cost you. Everybody on this show that wasn't a name wrestler had the best names ever: <laughs> Michael St. John, Randy Rosenblum. Let's talk about the ring announcer: Crisper Stanford. Crisper Stanford. Somebody's going to get their ass kicked tonight. Uh, you know, you're, no, you're, put, you're putting too much emphasis on the wrong part. <laughs> okay. Who, who wants to do it, Jake or CPA? I've, I've, you got I've it? Got, I've All got right. the write-up. Okay. You do it. You do um, it. Okay. Do you, do you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Casino Magic, where tonight legendary grudge matches will be settled once and for all. So throw down your toys and get out of the sandbox. Playtime's over. Because tonight, somebody's going to get their ass whooped tonight in here. <laughs> in here, that's the part. He just he just didn't know where to end it. Somebody's going to get their ass whooped tonight in here. The Come get you some. <laughs> the, the part I want to go back to is where it says, tonight, legendary grudge matches will be settled once and for all. Once and for all. So I uh, just want to let you guys know, I did a little research on Ooh. some of these grudge matches. So you're going to let us know after the fact oh. which ones continue their... Uh, <laughs> no, just which ones were, were grudges actually, in general. Okay. Uh, there were legitimately one or two. There was 
by my count, one legitimate grudge, which they still gave a pre-video hype for. As if it never happened. Which was not needed. No. So our opening contest is the Samoan SWAT team with Paul Adams. Who? Versus Marty Jannetty and Tommy Rogers. And Tommy Rogers, how is he one of the dead people from the <laughs> show? Yeah. So, uh, so Jake and I were messaging last night. I would. <laughs> Jake said, the, "How of all the people on this show is Tommy Rogers one of the guys who isn't alive?" <laughs> anymore? It just makes no sense. Uh, Fatu uh, is thirty-six. Excuse me. Uh, Fatu is thirty-three. Samu is thirty-six. But. Rogers okay, is okay, 38. Okay, 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 hold okay. on, hold on. Rogers is 38, who is the same age as Samoa Joe right now. Mm-hmm. And Marty Jannetty is 40, same age as John Cena okay, right now. Here's another Real point quick. that me and uh, CPA were discussing. The keep calling this gentleman <laughs> Fatu. And it's right. not. This is not Fatu. It's not Fatu. This is the Samoan Savage. So also, in the trading card... On uh, the top of the show, the little the little trading cards yeah. that show all the matches, Fatu's in the picture. Yeah, it's a picture of the head trinkers, essentially. So, I have, yeah. a, I have a theory. Okay. So, um, Fatu had left the WWF at that point, mm-hmm. and he was training with Dory Funk, and he was doing indie shots. No, no, no. I think I, he had... He had just started on the road with them, like around this time. He was five days before this show. He got a tryout dark match and got rehired. Yeah. My theory is either they just replaced him last minute, or the Samoan carnies that they are, they just told him <laughs> that's <laughs> spot two. I totally would buy that. I'm taking. I'm taking the second option. Yeah, it, whether or not it's true, that's the answer. That's the most matter. simple and, option. Um, Fatu's first televised match was a month later, squashing a young man by the name of Julio De Niro. Oh. <laughs> How the turntables! <laughs> I'll tell you also what the Samoan SWAT team were only there because of Yokozuna's ironclad contract <laughs> that pretty much guaranteed his family got spots on the show. Yeah, they should have been dressed in suits, standing in the like aisleway, just yeah. being menacing from his past. Oh, I thought you were talking about carrying the coffin. Uh, the Samoan SWAT team are led to the ring by Sika and Paul. So I said to myself, Self, Self? Adams. Oh, when he said that, I'm like, what a great line. And the then when he said it again. The second time, I'm like, well, you second. killed the joke. But <laughs> here's the thing. That was the most shindy manager promo I've ever heard. And like, I'm like, this is something that I would even hear today on they, an indie show. They didn't promote Sika. He was just standing by ringside. Yeah. And how about Albano, too? At one point, he's out there at ringside, too. <laughs> but that's a... That, the, 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 Lou Albano was the, the, the hands down the MVP of the show. Oh, absolutely. Oh, right. We'll get there. But it's like, I wrote him down for best match. We're, <laughs> we're five minutes into this tag match, and I'm like, what the fuck is Lou Albano? Did, did he announce him? Nope. nope. He just decided, my boys are out there. Hey, is that Fatu? This is the Bowens. Uh, Marty Gennetti is wearing black jean shorts? However, I would like to think those were regular slacks that he cut into shorts. <laughs> However, Marty Jannetty is in literally the best shape of his life. He yes. looks amazing. Fucking, he was like, I am going to come back for this Legends thing. It's got legs. It ain't going he nowhere. He knows how to use them. <laughs> uh, Him and Tommy Rogers, both of the B-sides of their... But I, that's what I loved about it. <laughs> I did like that. I, I love it. Like, you know, you got two of these guys... And I love that explanation. The B sides. <laughs> that should have been their name. The B sides. <laughs> and we're giving. I mean, we're giving too much credit to Bobby Fulton <laughs> here. But yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Randy Rosenblum <laughs> says, the I like fans you, you are call him by his full name every time yeah. you mention him. Uh, he says, the fans are into it, and it cuts to a shot of a very unenthusiastic <laughs> child. Which is a theme throughout the show. Yes. yes. There's also one bald guy that's like a little bit fatter, Steve Austin, that's like in the front row. Yeah. And he's rocking out. Every time the camera gets on him, the camera closes up on him too a couple times. They just, they're in love with him. But he's wearing like a lanyard, so I feel like he's kind of part of the show where he's like a plant. Because that because the audience was not a wrestling audience. No. What? It was it was just it was a kid. The wrestlers were barely a wrestling audience. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Rosenblum, excuse me, Randy Rosenblum. Randy Rosenblum. Yep. Calls a drop kick a leg kick. Mm. Flying yep. leg kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flying leg That's kick. what I call it. Is that not right? Uh, yeah. And then it's the dean of wrestling, Gordon Soley, would have been like, yeah, flying leg kick. I mean, usually yeah. well, usually if I'm one of, you know if I'm calling a match beforehand, I'll say. You know, I'll hit you with the gimmick and then the flying leg kick. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we say. Uh, yeah. Full arm dragon Brother twist. Brother knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Rosenblum, by the way, a sportscaster from California. Mm-hmm. He worked play-by-play for three Olympic games. Yeah. Uh, clearly uh, didn't call any wrestling. Clearly has no Winter knowledge of wrestling. Didn't call anything involving bodies. <laughs> <laughs> this, everyone that's not... Like one of the, like the people, like one of the names, is just so slapdash. The refs suck. The oh. announcers suck. The f- oh, the refs are At one point, so the bad. ref is literally, he has his back to the pin. Like he's facing <laughs> the other direction <laughs> while he's counting the shoulders. Oh, man. We'll, we'll talk about that match when we get there. Yeah, the I, referee work was, was painful. I enjoyed this match, though, far and wide. I mean, like. Yeah. yeah. It was I, a very fun match. Everyone seemed to still be in an age where they could mm-hmm. still outwork, and I also would love to get the WXW booking from Samu still. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> I well, was just I was just very confused by the finish because they go they do the dive, they're doing other stuff. The baby faces make the comeback, and then headbutt fucking finish. It wasn't a headbutt. I mean, uh, uh, it was a Samoan. It was a TKO. They called it a Samoan drop. A Samoan drop. They just called a drop from there. I was, I was gonna. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Gotta be quicker on the draw than that. JC and I just clumped heads (laughs) trying to beat each other to that joke. It was just footprints all over that joke. (laughs) (laughs) You're we're kindred spirits. That's why you're here. Marty Jannetty almost killed himself in that dive too. Oh, he went plummeting straight down. Um, I mean, let's go around. Let's let's go with spots. Um, my favorite spot, and Lumberjake will know that this is actually one of my favorite spots of all time. Jannetty takes a hard buckle and then bumps after. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's one of my favorite spots oh, of all time. Used to pop for that whenever AG would do that at training every single. I time. try to get people to do it, and no one, not anyone, can do it. Yeah, some people aren't trainable. <laughs> uh, CPA was your favorite spot of the match. Oh jeez, um, I'm trying to remember. I'm a little, I'm a little delirious right now. If I, I have to apologize for that, um, there, there, there was, there was a miscom, a heel miscommunication spot at the beginning that I really liked, and I can't remember the exact logistics of it right now. <laughs> but you know, uh, go back and watch it. Was fantastic. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> well, let's not go crazy, Jake. <laughs> it was no. It was a fun match. I enjoyed um, it. I like the, the Janetti did an early uh, tope early on the like just like death. Like, he just dove out of the ring with reckless abandon, like most Marty Janetti yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, like, you could tell. You're right. He 
he cut his slacks down into shorts, and he was like, I'm going to fucking go out there tonight. <laughs> I'm going to get a job tonight. I, gotta, I get a job at Casino Magic. Me <laughs> <laughs> working the blackjack tables. Um, my favorite spot is the spot that I always love from the Samoans, where they do the double noggin knocker, no selling. That the was double it. Have a that was the yeah. Okay. That's the one I was thinking okay. of. Yeah. They, it was they take the head, but they look at each other and then yes, do the look yeah. back at the thing That's is, a good spot. When I was watching it, I was thinking of like modern indie. You know, like modern indie guys, they'll take comedy spots like way too far, myself included. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder how long this head thing is going to go on for. Well, you, it's funny that you say it that way because it blew my mind to think this was 19 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, holy shit. Yep. Yeah. Even indie wrestling, it was just a different beast back then. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I looked so hard at the Casino Magic was after this match because the announcers made an offhand comment that this was a riverboat casino. <laughs> and I was like, was this on a fucking boat? Was this on the water? <laughs> and I, I like, I dove in Google, sir. I went down the rabbit hole, and there's still a Facebook page of the Casino Magic employees. And these these employees loved this job. But so they're still friends? Like they still talk yeah, they to have each a other? Fa- just like, yeah, they have a Facebook group Man. of uh, former employees of Casino Magic. And they're the best of friends, and they this was the best job they ever had. That's so sweet. So this was the real, this was the real first Jericho Cruise then. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. It's did, a rock and wrestling uh, rager. Did you while, give your favorite spot? I'm sorry. I, I did the, the Marty the Marty Dope. Okay. So while I while I do appreciate the camaraderie of the Casino Magic uh, <laughs> employees, uh-huh. the <laughs> I normally don't. I, I try I try not to be a potty mouth. Do you guys curse on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The fucking placard thing that was sitting <laughs> oh my under the bottom rope oh. that kept falling over. And, and people were tripping guy, over. And the guys who were probably on this Facebook group kept running over to fix it again. <laughs> that was oh, so Oh, Jerry? Dis- that was so distracting. Yep. For the entire show that fucking it was like. Tully Blanchard legitimately slipped on it. He, he, and they kept just kicking it over and they kept so putting it annoying. back. So annoying. It was a giant like foam triangle yeah. that they put on the edge <laughs> of the ring. It was like on the not, apron underneath the bottom rope. They would not give up on this thing. It was like, like a nope, like nope. a little like a little ball boy in tennis, like running to grab the balls. <laughs> like yeah, just, yeah. Get magic. They were like it was like all right, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the <clears throat> wrestling legend Brimstone. <laughs> I'm was not. he the guy with the huge Wikipedia page? Yeah, so so it was like Brimstone. Like people kept like editing his Wikipedia page because he shouldn't have a Wikipedia page <laughs> in the first place and he made his own Wikipedia page and he would get notifications whenever someone would edit it and they would go back and revert the edits. That's Brilliant. what this was. It doesn't need to be there even though if it wasn't for Brimstone I might not be in wrestling right now but that's a different story for a different podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just why? 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 Were you that? his original tag team partner Hellfire? No. <laughs> oh. it's, it's, a, it's a roundabout story. <laughs> Now, have you ever uh, read his read his Wikipedia article? Yeah, that, again, about his about his boots. Again, literally, if it wasn't for that stupid Wikipedia page, I might not be in wrestling right now. That inspired you. It's again. We'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll find that story one if, day if we remember to talk about it later. There's a there's a great line by Dutch Mantel after showing the replay several times. He, he says Tommy Rogers actually just got beat three times. Oh yeah, <laughs> he played the finish three times. It was great. Can we talk about George Steele and Sherry? Fuck. Hold Can on. we? Can I just say, um, JC, how my how long did that match oh, feel to you? Fuck. We're gonna do this game. We this sure I mean, are. Yeah, it's this the, is it's gonna be tough with heroes. I just want to let you know. 
I wrote down a prediction. JC's going to be really wrong on a lot of these. I will say that 15 for the tag. That match was 10 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, I would have put it about 10. It, it felt like 15. We're, we're going to get that a lot. And from my research, um, the Samoan SWAT team has never wrestled either Tommy Rogers or Marty Jannetty. But they're long-running feuds. <laughs> it's not a legendary <laughs> Rivalries are going to be settled tonight. <laughs> Once, Once and, and for, for all. all. <laughs> uh, yes. See, I find that hard to believe now to think like the Fantastics. Never, Never wrestled paths with the Samoans. Literally team. ever. I just love. I would love for a decree in the locker room before the show. Bill Stone got up on a fucking chair. This like, is the tonight dance. Once and for all, your rivalries end. We're gonna go out there and forty thousand people. That's me knocking on wood. <laughs> <laughs> was that his massive erection? You were just yep. knocking. Yes. Oh. Yes. That was my way. Well, speaking of massive erections, can we talk about George Steele and Sherry? Sherry, Yeah. Oh, my God. So when the the video from earlier today pops up and George is there with Sherry, I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. What's going on here? What better way to fucking destroy the mystique of fucking George George the Animal Steel than have him checking into his fucking hotel with With his street clothes, his Ray-Bans, he's holding his keys. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I like that. He's not eating anything. (laughs) That's what sent Mikey over the edge. You know, he's not wrong. Holding your keys is like, wait a minute. Savage. And it's him and Sherry Martell. Jake gets a lot of flack for being fucked up in his promo. Mm-hmm. But oh old Sherry Martell, she's uh, she's been having some fun. Sherry's and can I just say, she looks fucking hot as shit. I was going to say. As the kids say oh <laughs> the reason why she's not getting any flack for it is because of the way she looks. She looked well, better than she looked in WCW. Yes. It was crazy. In doing my research for this, I went back and I looked at... In uh, time? Uh, yes, I went back in time. You got a time machine? I, I checked out the Wrestling Observer's notes oh. on this. And he, Meltzer absolutely destroys Sherry in this. Do you have any well, quotes? That's um, I can, that's because she's a woman. Oh. You're right. You're 100% right. That's because she's a woman who never wrestled in Japan or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's where fuck I'm that. Go Sherry's that. fucking Although, awesome. So Sherry's wearing like this dress that has this a pink robe wrapped it's around. Exactly. It's she got like is a, teasing George. Like, she's eh? teasing George. She's opening it like teasing. And it looks like they're they're getting ready to end the promo. And George just. <laughs> and the dress just falls <laughs> off. Grabs he it. He grabs it off. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Rips, <laughs> she, you, you could tell because she's kind of like, oh, like she's. Getting There's like r- this one little section that she's like teasing him with, yep. and then he just grabs it and just rips it. So here's the thing. Is this the, really the character assassination of George Steele? Because not only does he have keys in his hand, mm. but he's also made to look like the biggest fucking fool in the world because he's buying that Sherry likes him. Can we send this clip yes. to Jim Cornette and see what he says about it? Yes. <laughs> God, long it's not time a fucking animal. You look this looks like a fucking animal. Would an animal go into a fucking go to a five star hotel? Look at him. He's holding keys. Hold the keys. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling in his fucking pajamas. Is he driving a Cutlass Sierra, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> so, um, so we get this singles match. We get this fucking. 
Which, th- a long-time three-way theater pal, The Jammer. The Jammer making his return we to knocked uh, him off the wagon. Best in Show. We, I think we've, t- we've told this story on the podcast in the yeah. past. Yeah. Um, CPA does not know the story. No, but I'm Long curious. story short, we were at the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame ceremony. Oh, Dan Terry told me about this, but <laughs> tell everyone else. And uh, we, Mikey's like, hey, Lumberjake, go ask The Jammer. Well, we were calling him Hammer at the time. <laughs> go ask uh, Greg Valentine if he wants a uh, drink. Because we were all going to the bar. And I walk over. I go, uh, Mr. Valentine, would you like a drink? And he goes, wine. And I go back to Mikey. I said, wine. And Mikey goes, what kind? I'm like, <laughs> so I go back. And before I could have say, a wine, obviously. <laughs> so bef- I go back. And before I can say anything, he goes, Merlot. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. And, and we I- all thought he was wearing lipstick already. But turns out it was also Merlot. <laughs> he was wearing wine. <laughs> so... Um, I got a beer and I got the wine and I brought it over to him and then he cheers. It, it was already drunk. <laughs> and we cheersed it and we drank together even though Mike Pava was the one that bought the wine <laughs> and also my beer and he uh, didn't get to cheers Greg Valentine who then just walked away. Uh-huh. And I got all the I got the whole moment with him. That was the night Greg Valentine joined J Quad and joined our group. Uh, well, actually, uh, you're forgetting the best part of the story. Oh, when he opens his uh, his promo for going his speech, his Hall of Fame, his big Hall speech. of Fame speech. He opens it by saying, "I've been on and off the wagon a lot over the years." <laughs> but he was off that wagon because of Mike Paper. No, he was off that wagon because oh, his daughter, oh yeah, his had daughter away. had died the day before. Oh, yeah. But and he we really shoved there. him off that wagon. We Aww, did not help. Greg. We could have just offered him a hug yeah. instead of yeah. a goddamn Merlot. Hey, hey, Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> How about a Merlot hug? hug? What kind of hug do you want? A big one. <laughs> uh, bear Merlot. Hug. Bear hug, please. Merlot hug. What? Oh, CPA doesn't know that either. Oh, no. man. Oh, Tell me more. Yeah. All right, so long story short, uh, they're filming... <laughs> Getting ready to film the wrestler, and this is pre Mickey Rourke. Uh, this is Nicolas Cage, oh, still still in line to be the wrestler. Disaster that would have been. And they're looking for a uh, place to train. Um, so uh, Matt Storm, uh, Mad Dog, had a connection to one of the producers who got in touch with me because I had keys to a building we were using in New Bedford to train in. So the producers came on down and they looked at the building. They looked at the area. They said they wanted something, you know, discreet that people wouldn't be, you know, mobbing to. New Bedford, it definitely matches that and description. Especially this shady ass warehouse we were in at the time. One of many shady ass warehouses in New Bedford. Um, but that they obviously went in another direction, uh, and uh, the casting changed and such like that. But just for doing that little bit of work, I got the. Uh, special thanks section of the wrestler says you know the to the wrestling community that helped and lists is a bunch of names and it goes jimmy superfly snooker kellen thomas greg the hammer valentine <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? it might be vice versa it's late i don't know but, but you know mike pava used to have a lot of respect to you until he saw you had fucking keys and now he's fucking <laughs> yeah, two carrying th- key what kind of riot carries keys and, t- <laughs> and two out of three of those people were on heroes of wrestling that's true act you're right so um <laughs> the, the, so, the jammer's 51 here okay, okay. and wow. uh it's older than i thought george the animal steel is 63 years old 
God sixty three years young. And when did George Steele pass away? It was oh, like last year. year. Yeah, right. So he, yeah, man, he's. And if you actually, if you want to go back and watch some great footage, Matt Taven accidentally moonsaulted him once oh on the floor. God. Holy How shit! That? How oh does my. one accidentally moonsault? Oh someone? my god! Okay, he was going to moonsault this one guy, and George Steele, not knowing the spot, kind of wandered over and started hitting <laughs> that guy. And Matt Taven did the moonsault. Wait, hold on. Was was George Animal stealing like a suicidal six way? <laughs> no, he was. He was. <laughs> he was a manager. He was wandering around. He's like, "Where's my keys?" <laughs> 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 We're Sherry. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. So uh, he just kind of wandered over and started hitting the guy, and Matt Taven <laughs> does the moonsault, and he fucking hits him with the moonsault. George Steele, fucking probably 70 something at this well, point. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking gets up, no cells, and just walks to the back pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love George Steele. That's uh, fucking great. I knew someone prank called him once. Was that so? Never mind. It, we're wasn't, not, it we're, wasn't me. You no, were definitely you there. You were present. Okay. That's, so what? <laughs> it was a clear and present danger. Well, guys, he's not alive anymore, so, you know. Yeah, he was not doing well when that guy prank called him either. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was like 3 a.m. So back to Did that Did you ask match. him what kind of wine he liked? <laughs> <laughs> Communion. Oh, not the last rites. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, George the Animal Steel and Greg the Hammer Valentine had had three televised matches before this. And they were all took place in 1988 during uh, April, May, and June. In April, Greg Valentine beat George the Animal Steel by countout on an episode of Superstars in uh, two minutes and 55 seconds. Um, uh, uh, Birth uh, of a rivalry. <laughs> May 27th, Greg Valentine defeated George Steele by DQ on the Madison Square Garden Network. And then June 25th, 1988, Blow off. George Animal Steele defeats Greg Valentine in a no disqualification oh, match this is, by countdown. This is the 10 year oh. anniversary of oh, the rivalry. Yeah, yeah, 88 right? tonight. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 11 years. Yeah, it's a, it, you know. <laughs> so the storyline of this fucking match. Well, so Valentine's mm. cutting a promo at the top, mm-hmm. and like he basi- says, he's gonna figure four steel, and he's gonna steal Sherry. Yeah, but he, he basically said he was first. He said he was gonna kill George the Animal Steel. <laughs> then he said he's gonna put him in a figure four. Right, and then he's so gonna take Sherry. Was, is this like a it's insult to injury, like an Undertaker Big Show thing, or it's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna rip off your flesh? And then make a coat out of it. Like what is? <laughs> what, what, yeah, I I'm wish gonna, that's what. I wish that was his actual promo. I wish Hammer said that about Steel. I'm gonna kill you. Then I'm gonna put you in a really complicated submission hold just to make sure you're dead. <laughs> you're gonna be dead but and have a broken leg. You won't be walking in the afterlife. <laughs> Due to rigor mortis, he still is able to reverse the figure four. Ha! And he's like, <laughs> oh no! Speaking of rigor mortis, uh, mortis just defeated Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, Kellen's killing. I this keep game. hearing about this show, Walking Dead. I don't <laughs> like it, so I'm going to make sure he don't walk. So this referee is the biggest buzzkill ever. He won't let Georgie eat the turnbuckle. Yeah. And he, tr- he, the rule that you have to take your shirt off? Yeah. The rule? Um, you know. Which, you know, if that wasn't a rule, a lot of the legends would have uh, not abided by it. <laughs> right. So George... <laughs> Because he might get disqualified, decides to take off his shirt, and then he ends up like fucking Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, was that the spot where oh, Sherry, bother. where Sherry reveals that she's in cahoots? Yes, yes. very early. Okay, but so here's weird. here's the thing. 
I kind of dug it. Though. I fucking loved it. George Steele had his shirt over his head. He couldn't he see couldn't it was Sherry attacking him. Right. Me Here, and Mike Pivot hung out way too much. <laughs> we're agreeing on this. Here's the, the not the counterpoint to that because I see where you guys are going uh-huh. with this. But there is nobody else at ringside. And so, she and, been Jammer. And she's screaming as so she's Jammer doing it. Hops out of the ring. It reminds me of earlier Listen. when Samu was going to hit one, uh, either Marty or Tommy Rogers with a chair, and he starts smacking on the ground in the post, like making as much <laughs> noise, letting the ref know what's happening. Listen, he's an animal. What do you think? He fucking just drives around in a fucking car. Call it Sierra. I, do you think he struggled that much to take off his butt, nice button-up ja- shirt he was wearing before? I just hate like he had an easy time taking Sherry's robe off. They wow. show they show the promo. He's acting like semi-normal, and then he's j- all of a sudden like the animal when he's. It's like what the fuck. So I have it on good authority <laughs> that Sherry was an aggressive lover. <laughs> I mean, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. So she fucked him into an animal state. Um, Bobby Hina has yes. one of my favorite quotes ever where he said, I never liked female managers. You can't do anything with them and you can't hit them. So there's never any payoff <laughs> well, except for Sherry. But she could beat up anyone in the back anyway. So it didn't matter. Was it yeah. was it uh, was it Rosenblum who at the point when Sherry or was it St. John? Wait, what, what's his first name, though? Randy Rosenblum. <laughs> Sorry. Like the, he's I wasn't like the, sure which Rosenblum you were. He actually to. owes us 25 cents every time we <laughs> yeah, say his like name. Yeah, he's like the extreme enforcer, Paul Richards. Oh, no, don't say it. Damn oh, it. Damn it, 15 cents. Um, but... Yeah, was it was it Randy Rosenblum who then said women right? <laughs> no, that was Tom Warren. <laughs> <laughs> While vigorously washing his hands, <laughs> um, Randy Rosenblum also goes, "This is two on one in the wrong way." <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the referee Randy walked Ro- over to him and he goes, "Randy Rosenblum, take off that shirt." <laughs> <laughs> Randy uh, Rosenblum, you know not what you speak of, you silly man. <laughs> You're trying to sound cool for all the little, for all the little kids with their middle fingers in the air. Show me on your Galoob action figure where he touched you. <laughs> oh my god, fucking um. So George the Animal Steel pulls out a little gimmick, pulls out a spoon. Uh, well, no, I think Valentine originally had it. No, it was Va- it was Steel's weapon, yes, which they- was great because he then handed it to Sherry, thinking who, Sherry's still on right, his side, who then, who then hands it, it to Jammer, yes. jams it up his fucking ass. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great. And it was great. It was so, so good. good. Okay. Sherry fucking turned on Steel again without really like letting him know. Yep. The, and then we finally he finally finds out when Sherry starts patting his head and then murders him with a steel <laughs> chair yeah. shot. Oh, that was so sore. She smashed that sixty-three-year-old man in the head. So sore. <laughs> so one prevalent theme on this show is I don't know who to root for. <laughs> yeah. Continue oh, on. Fuck. Uh, no one seems. No one can roll it out or into the ring. It's tough, man. Uh, but however, Sherry with a fucking it's a perfect example of going over the top rope. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you just get you just told my spot of the match uh, because yeah. if there was anybody that was a bumping machine, it was Sherry. Sherry. Yes. She got fucking chucked out of the ring so hard. It was fantastic. She just went for it. Yep. Like everything that was so slow and plotting about that match. <laughs> it was like what well, I thought like the I thought YouTube was like fast forwarding <laughs> the way Sherry took the velocity over that top yeah. rope. Yakety sack should have been yeah. playing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Um, your Gee, favorite Greg, spot? Greg Van Ham oh. or Valentine got the win. Oh, we're we just gonna do favorite spots. Well, yeah. I just that was, I mean you you yeah, said you it. And that, that was my spot. That was the that, that was, was that was my, my favorite too. spot is phenomenal. when um, he had the shirt over his head. He didn't know Sherry was attacking. Yep. I thought that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. That's my right, favorite. That's spot. fine. You guys have that opinion. You're allowed to have that opinion. Thank you, JC. How long did that match feel to you? Eighty minutes. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> I would say eight minutes. <laughs> Six minutes and thirty-seven seconds. I'm gonna overshoot no. all of these. Wow. No way. Under seven minutes, that much. Then we get a fantastic Julio Fantastico promo. Uh, oh, was it fantastic? Fantastico. Is he, is he a hero of wrestling? Is he the Michael Jordan of wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> I think no. <laughs> he well, is to uh, wrestling what Michael Jordan is to baseball. So, uh, friend of the show, the revolting blob, Maximus Sex Power, <laughs> had a match with Julio, FKA Julio De Niro, also Julio Fantastico, and said he is not fun to work with. Well, we recently reviewed Julio. Guilty as uh, charged 2001. Ooh. The final pay-per-view of ECW right. with his cunt-stained friend Chris Hamrick. I love Chris Hamrick. <laughs> Dressed in his fruit roll-up Like, attire. fuck, man. I'm like, Chris Hamrick going to go off that top rope and do my fucking thing. I got shiny <laughs> pants. I'm good, man. like, fuck. He right. looks, Chris Hamrick looking 70, one year younger than Mike Pava right now. <laughs> 22 years old. <laughs> Fucking un- unbelievable. I man. loved Confederate Currency when I was a kid. <laughs> loved. Uh, did you love this match? Um, are we still... Are we still on Greg the Hammer? No, no, no. no, we're, no. We're, pa- we're now to, well, after the Julio. I like how Julio Fantastico promised he's never going to lose a match for Ever the rest again. of his Ever career. Again. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't see Rikishi Strong in his future. words. So, they, he's wrestling to Cold Scorpio. To Cold Scorpio, who comes out with a belt. Well, I was going to ask you guys, what is he the champion of? I don't know. The big gold belt. The of, neighborhood. Of, he's Mind a, you, it's still 99. He's the champion of all wrestling. <laughs> He looks less Scorpio and more Coolio. <laughs> yeah. No, I would even In a go. Biloxi paradise. Um, <laughs> I would even go like Little John here. Like, yeah. Because right. Coolio. Before Little John was a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Coolio tried so hard and Scorpio couldn't give two fucks. What I loved is that I really think that was Scorpio's own replica title belt. Because mm-hmm. it's 1999. So WCW is still around. And he's just. Walking out with that, like I feel like he goes out to dinner with that belt, probably just I, to like. I heard somebody saw him wrestle at Medieval Times, and he had that same belt. Oh, Is I think true? I know exactly All right. what show you're talking about too. <laughs> it was um, in like 2003, maybe. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I know um, a few people who are on the. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> of well, first of all, that's awesome that it was at Medieval Times. Yeah, I agree. Like shit. I want in on that. I know. I would yeah. I would take everything inside of me not to just start recreating the cable guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so what I what I loved about this match is that they had their own Mike Tanay on commentary, Captain Lou. Oh Jesus. My. Oh my god. Oh These guys man. go out there thinking they're gonna steal the show when Captain Lou just steals all the thunder. Uh-huh. He goes on at least three separate rants. <laughs> oh, look at the Scorpio. Look at the look, Scorpio. Look at Julio. Look, look at, at Julio. Julio. Look at this. Look at this. Fucking. My God. It, he, if I had, if if we had a drinking game for every time he said BB, <laughs> we would be so fucked. He's a big fan of Barbara Bush. Yeah. Yes. Oh, BB, the uh, paramedic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly who I was talking about. Oh, my God. Miss Kitty's choking on a mushroom from the gravy boat match. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, she must be allergic to mushrooms too. Aww. Oh, you know that was a that was a real angle that happened. Poor I, Lou, poor Lou. Listen, I was hardcore. Clearly, I was a hardcore wrestling fan. I ordered this pay per view. Like I watched True. anything that was pro wrestling. Man, uh, <laughs> arm drags were on the menu in this match. <laughs> <laughs> they came. So were sloppy joes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, just, uh, update! Kellen is now in the TV title main event main event match. At Bash at the Beach, 2018. Nice. Taking on Glacier. What a what a match! Uh, this match is. Dude. <laughs> so they do this really weird um, skin the cat gimmick, where Julio De Niro like flips over the top rope on top of Scorpio, and then like skin the cat's back in weirdly. But like. S- he was like sitting on Scorpio. It was yeah, really it was uh, it was all really strange. Um, there was a spot in the match, and I, I, you couldn't ask me what it was at this point. All I remember is that they redid the spot. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And as ni- I was 1999, I was only six months into the business legitimately as a ring announcer and manager. So I'm still learning so much. I was like, I just knew backyard shit. And even I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like. Don't redo the spot. Don't redo the spot. Don't redo the spot. <laughs> then they fucking redo the spot. I'm like, these are professionals. That was the, it, it. Was that was the time though? You redid the spot. Thanks, Sabu. But like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But in ECW, I forgave it so much more. I expect more from my heroes of wrestling. Don't meet your heroes, kid. <laughs> Going back real quick, JC, you had asked if um if I had any quotes of what Meltzer said about Sherry. Oh yeah, yeah, you got something. Um, he says Sherry played the aging, sensuous Sherry. Actually, I think she's only two years older than Deborah, but has been through rougher times and obviously hasn't had the money for the same amount of surgery since they actually both started out as beautiful women. Fuck, dude. First of all. Sherry was never a beautiful woman back in the day. Yeah, she's hotter now. In way this. hotter. She was a f- when, before she started wearing wacky makeup and shit. She was not a, like a hot girl. Like Sherry's a fox. But th- at this show, and when she went into the fucking Hall of Fame, she looked amazing. Yep. Yeah, amazing. Some of these ladies, hot take. Uh, uh, old Elizabeth looked horrible. That is your take. You've yeah. said that WCW before. WCW Elizabeth sucked. I do like leather Elizabeth. I don't mean her skin. I mean yeah, the leather. outfit she always <laughs> wore. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, we all love mom haircut Elizabeth. You know. Hot. She the always. Elizabeth coat fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I noticed that, like, we talked about it at the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame when Diana Smith showed up to accept on Davy Boy. She wasn't hot in 92. But in 2014, but she, she was gorgeous. She's so hot now. And um, even at the the most recent WWE Hall of Fame, I thought Ivory looked better than she had looked in like years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she. Some of these ladies are just aging. When I saw Diana at the Hall of Fame, she came up to me. She was like, "Lumberjack, I know you want me." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Jake boy. <laughs> um, this match. Um, this match should have like this was supposed to be like the work rate match. <laughs> like this is supposed to be like I like nothing about this match was clicking. Nope. And they were not prepared for them to go out into the crowd. <laughs> you know who know who really, really wasn't prepared? <laughs> the little kid that got murdered oh, by yeah. Julio De Niro getting backdropped over the guardrail. Like, Fantastico. He got double kicked so hard to the ground. Did you I guys didn't see, see this? this. Don't worry, old Lumberjake took a video. <laughs> but um, it was... And Jake was that kid. 
As it turns out, it, it it the kid's wearing a flannel, so <laughs> throwing that out there. Yeah, asking for I it. See this? Okay, hold on. Um, fucking Julio now <laughs> takes a backdrop over the fucking railing, and literally kills this. Kellen kid. wants to see it too. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so good. Just hit play on that. Um, um yeah, this match should have been really good. <laughs> it was not. No. It was no. Um, so you know the redoing of spots. Scorpio hits a picture perfect front flip leg drop. Yep, picture uh-huh. perfect. Double weed. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna show these people what's up. Oh yeah. And does a moonsault leg drop, which misses Whips. by a goddamn mile. What pissed me off is that he teases the 450. Yep. And he and the fans are like into it. They're like, yeah, do your thing. And that's like. Easier than the backflip leg drop. Like, what yeah. are you doing? I just love he's like, yeah, fuck you. You promised me Biloxi and I'm in Bay St. Louis. 40-minute <laughs> drive. Fucking 40-minute drive. That was actually my favorite spot, Lumberjake, the second rope. Yeah, somersault leg drop. It was beautiful. That was, yeah, it was perfect. No. Um, it, was, that it was also my favorite spot of the match. Sames. Yeah. Wow. Um, so the moonsault, the leg drop moonsault that completely misses gets the win for Scorpio. JC, how long did that match feel to you? Oh, actually, I feel like that was like honestly seven minutes. It was on uh, nine minutes and thirty-seven Damn, seconds. Oh, I, I uh, undershot that one. I'll oh my god! Damned. I'll be damned though if Julio Fantastico didn't sell that. Uh, yep, salt leg drop. Just like, grabbed his face. Kills. Oh, he sold it like death. Well, you know, we had to end these rivalries once and for all. Oh, <laughs> these guys had never wrestled before. Just want to uh, throw that. Uh, out well, there, probably yeah. since. Yeah, 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 never before or since. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it would have been okay with him selling his face until they showed the slow-mo replay of the complete miss. Well, I mean, they, they did kind of gimmick the camera angle, so you couldn't... It was weren't a, paying super close attention. They tried. And, oh, my God, bust out the fucking uh, the tissues. Captain Lou Albano's <laughs> the commissioner. <laughs> he starts crying. We're going to go outdoors. This is the best promotion ever. Bill Stone Productions. How is a wrestler? I've never seen the production in like this the in my life. The best wrestling promotion of all time. Uh, <laughs> fuck, uh, fucking captain, you wrestled. You worked for WWE. Lou Albano believed in this company. <laughs> Was it the heroes? We're gonna of do WWE? autograph <laughs> sessions. We're gonna do appearances. We're gonna be all over the place. We're gonna be heroes of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> At this point, Bill Stone took a cigar out and just stuck it. He's like. Success. And then he just lifts up a hundred dollar bill <laughs> to light his cigar. And then he sticks to light it in his eye. On fire. <laughs> uh, Captain Lou actually wandered out. He uh, he missed his. He was supposed to be out after this match. Uh-huh. Uh So they could announce that he was the new commissioner. But he uh, he he came out a little early. Okay. He made it better. Well, um, that's why they call him the professor for that match. Mm-hmm. And then we get the uh, classic King Kong Bundy promo where he calls Yokozuna Porkazuna. <laughs> <laughs> and then Yoko's dead less than a year later. It reminds, it reminds me of uh, JC used to be teased by um, royalty Rui Batello when they were children because JC being a type 1 diabetic, uh, Rui started spreading the rumor that if he went on the Boy Scouts camping trip that he would get cut and he would die and bleed if to I death. If I bled, we would die and we'd have to end the camping trip early. So JC responded to that um by We're calling him Porkazuna. <laughs> well, kinda. His, <laughs> it was uh, nineteen ninety three. His initials oh, his initials are JP and he uh <laughs> he called him Jurassic Pork. <laughs> <laughs> 
Classic. I like that you said it was 93. It's like, hold on. Hold on. There's a payoff for this. Billy and the Clonosaurus. I'm in a Ford Explorer. It's either this or a last action hero joke. Let's go. Okay, just think about it. One, two, Princess Neil before you. Or like Chin Doctor, huh, Uh, Fatty? All right, we, we, what's the next match? Let's, let's go. Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Nope, nope, skip it. Let's go back to what we were talking about. <laughs> One, two, no. Princess Neil before you. Wait, give me that Chin sheet of doctor, paper. I need, to cha- huh? I need to write something else down on my little sheet miss, of paper. Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss, Camp uh, The Iron the Sheik Swiss is miss. 61 okay, years old. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nikolai Volkov is 52. Uh, the Bushwhackers are in their mid fifties. Were you about to call them Budweiser? The Budweisers, uh, for, formerly known as the Bushwhackers. Formerly known as the Bushwhackers. Why don't they just fucking call them the Sheep Herders then? The, they called the Simone SWAT team the Simone SWAT team and Luke not the Head Shrinkers. I wish they were the Sheep Hoarders and they just had sheep that they just kept <laughs> to themselves. <laughs> no one's getting any of my sheep. Wall to wall, cousin Luke. Wall to wall of sheep. But nope, they're the fucking men from down under. I love it. So, uh. Bushwhackers are in pretty good shape here. They don't yeah. look terrible. Listen, Even Nikolai doesn't look super bad. Um, w- whatever you want to call Luke and Butch, they're fucking over. Yes, yeah. always. Oh, I mean, they always were, though. Like, um, I wish the Psycho Twins that are running to attack them. Now, did you guys notice Bart Simpson in the crowd? No, you mentioned oh, yeah. this earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Show me. Oh, it's actually Bart Simpson. Don't have a cow, man. You can't see this, but it's actually Bart Simpson. It is. Like, sh- we'll post it on the Facebook and the and the website. It's orange shirt, spiky blonde hair. Eat my shorts, man. Yeah, skateboard slingshot in the black the back pocket. Um, Virtual time machine. Thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> while I was watching um, the show last night, Anthony Green was with me for a little bit watching the show. And after this, we turned on the six oh five reunion, as mentioned, the pay per view reunion show, which was in two thousand six. The uh-huh. opening match had Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik out there. Oh, wow. two classic 605 superstars. So we had just watched the 99 Heroes of Wrestling and then 2006 doing this sta- same fucking shtick. Who'd they wrestle? It was at, ended up being a singles match. So it was Iron Sheik in the corner of Nikolai Volkov That's against Jim Duggan. Okay. Okay. I and that. everything that was wrong about Heroes of Wrestling was right about 605 because the new- they... They learned their lesson. Was it the New Jersey Turnpike death match between uh, <laughs> Sheik and Duggan? They, <laughs> <laughs> um, they they went like four minutes. They just did the they did the national an- you know the Russian national anthem. They did you know I, I wrote down this is eating up so much time. This just the intro to this match is lunacy it should have been all that and then roll up yep like it should have been two minutes it should have been nikolai volkov is going to sing the national anthem and then nikolai volkov sings the national anthem and then that's it (laughs) instead we got what we got iron sheik is going to do the persian club uh, expedition exhibition exhibition and then we get karamiya yeah. And then, eventually, many, many moons later, <laughs> we get the Persian Club exhibition. Yeah, but those guys will beat you up till the camels come home. Which looks <laughs> terrifying. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, um, Nikolai and uh, Iron Sugar com- accompany to the ring by Nikita Brezhnev. That's oh, exactly geez. what I was going for. And um, <laughs> Nikita Brezhnev is actually Volkov's real-life roommate. 
Huh? <laughs> roommate? Yeah. Roommate. Yeah. All right. Wait. Like, they're just friends, though. Yeah. Like, they're, they're roommates. Long term roommates? Yeah. yeah. Um, also. One uh, bedroom. Townhouse. Honest, Honest John Cheatham is also Abdullah the Butcher's, like, shoot. Like, he's like. I was going to ask that him. later. Because when he came out with Abby, I'm like, wait a second. They're always together. Yeah. Like, literally oh. always. They're. They've done many shows. Um, there's this, a, there's uh, so many USA chants in this match with a match with no Americans in it. Literally not one American. <laughs> like, the only person that's even kind of American is uh, Nikolai Volkov because he's such a fucking patriot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got that medal from the Boy Scouts. Yeah. Maybe the ref. Oh. This, um... This is one of those matches that literally could have taken place any time between 1988 and 1999, and this is the match that would have happened. Yeah. This could have happened 10 years before. Yep. And, it, and uh, by the way, the only matches Nikolai had with the uh, with the Bushwhackers was with uh, Boris Zukov, mm-hmm. which they lost every single one of, including the uh, Mercenaries versus the uh, the Patriot team from Survivor Series. Okay. All right. But yeah, they never had uh, much of a grudge match either. Oh. Uh, anything else to say about no. this? It can still happen. No. I, I wrote down Volkov's weird spin kick. Oh like, yeah. I just wrote that down at some point. <laughs> He's uh, always done that. So like, a kind of a weird side note to that. Uh, a guy I know was in a match, like a multi a multi man tag team match involving Nikolai Volkov about two three years ago. And Nikolai was, it was the main event, Nikolai was set to go over. So I said, oh, Nikolai, what do you want, you know, what what move do you want to win with? And he said, rolling senton. <sighs> and he won with a rolling senton. What? Nikolai Volkov trying to get another TV run. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm going to show these kids how to work. What was the show that Nikolai, re- who did he wrestle on that was no ring? Um, that would be the oh, A side. That was, Rogers, that was the A side, Bobby Fulton. All right. Yeah. Okay. The A side. <laughs> Posted the B side. No, uh, I know. I like Tommy it. Rogers. That was good. Don't explain it. it. Let the joke sit. Don't explain it. Um, Don't expose the dildo before you leave it in someone's back. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Randy Rosenblum actually Damn, called. Don't call him Mr. It's not, don't be so proud his name. Randy S. Rosenblum. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> and Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> the mild, mild, stallion. the mild, mild stallions. stallions. I love it. Um, Randy Rosenblum calls uh, them for hitting a weak backbreaker. He calls it a soft slam, yes. which is then led by about 15 seconds of complete silence <laughs> because they're probably yelling at him like, what the fuck? Dutchman tells you think you they had headsets that had gone to the back? I Dutchman tell just started slapping him like John Stossel. It's like it's a soft sell slam. Bump, bump. Uh, f- favorite spots? Um, uh, I'm going to go with the missed foreign object shot that leads to Butch pitting the Iron Sheik. There was an awkward as fuck double clothesline that the Bushwhackers hit oh, on Volkov yeah. and and um, fucking Sheik that just like, God bless the Iron Sheik for trying, but it was brutal to watch. That was, I guess, my spot. Uh, my favorite spot is Nikolai just walks up to Luke, who's in the corner, and just knees him right in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, that's good. My favorite spot was every single time Luke unnecessarily came in to break something up, <laughs> which was literally any time either Nikolai Volkov or Iron Sheik looked 
I punched the wrong way. He would come in and just punch him in the face and then argue with the ref and then threaten to hit the ref and then finally leave after 20 seconds of protesting. Every single time. Respect. Yeah. I've never seen a match have everything and nothing all at once like this before. JC, how long did that match feel to you? 14 minutes. This match was eight minutes and 42 what? seconds. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It was under 10. That can't be real. <laughs> that cannot be a real thing. One of the most infuriating things I saw is the camera misses the Bushwhackers doing their trademark go forehead to forehead and then slowly turn. Uh, they were facing a different camera. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was so upset. And then uh, Nikolai and Boris, or Nikolai and Boris, Nikolai and Sheik do like the, oh, are we going to fight? Are we going to fight? Nah, big oh, hug. And then, yeah, hug and it then, out. And then their boy, I forgot his name. Nikita Brezhnev. Brezhnev makes them shake hands. But like with. Like, I don't know, it was really weird position. Yeah. It, um, it was at this point in the show where I genuinely thought, well, they must be getting ready to wrap this up. Like, I was like, they must only have, like, another match or two. And and then I was shocked that things just kept on going. It just keeps on going. Luckily, we're probably um, at my favorite point of the entire show, okay. the Tully Blanchard promo. All right. Tully Blanchard cuts a fucking home run of a promo. He, first of all, Stanley jumps him and throws him in the trunk. <laughs> Back of a limo. And then several seconds later, he's ready to cut a promo. Where he cuts a promo saying that he was part of the original Four Horsemen while Stan Lane had to come in and uh, be like, he was taking over for Dennis Caudry, you know, like always taking someone else's spot. He had to ride the wave of success of other people while he made his own. The whole fucking promo was so good. And yeah, also, it was. he said he had been retired for 10 years. That's not even remotely true. <laughs> That's not even a little true. Well, I mean, really the last time he was on major wrestling TV was when, 90? Uh, 89. Yeah, so he was like, and really the only major he, appearance he made was like Slambury 94. I was going to say, Slambury, he did a shit with that. That was pretty much we it. We need to review that show. Ooh. I'm down with like, that. Yeah. A Legends Reunion? Yep. That was one of the first WCW home videos that I bought. I have VHS of yeah. that. Yep. Yep. This match was weird, too, because Stan Lane had also quit wrestling like 91 or something when Midnight left WCW. It was like 92 after his uh, original run with the Heavenly Bodies with him and Tom Pritchard right, right, and Smoky right. Mountain. So, so like when I was a kid I thought Stan Lane was just an announcer because that's all I knew him <laughs> yeah. as. Yeah. Mikey, didn't you meet Stan Lane? Uh, yeah, I met Stan Lane at the uh, <laughs> Fan Access. WrestleMania no, it 11? Was, it was the Fan uh, fan Fest. Fan Fest of WrestleMania 11. WrestleMania 11 Fan Fest, yeah. Yeah, and I asked him uh, if he liked WCW cause I w- or, or WWF because I thought I was a mark, a, sm- a smark. I thought I knew my shit. That was that was being a smark back then. Where'd you like working better, WWF <laughs> or WCW? I know you did both. <laughs> I was more obsessed with getting a photo with Jerry the King Lawler at the Fan Fest, and I got it, but my cousin MTE could not be in the photo. So after we went to CVS and got the photo done, I put it in the picture frame, then cut out a picture of my cousin's head and put it over my sister in the photo. (laughs) (laughs) So that way he could be in the picture with Jerry the King Lawler. Not for my sister. My sister was not happy about that. She went to my room one day and looked at the frame and she goes, where's my face? (laughs) That's 
so funny. <laughs> Fuck. So Stan Lane and Tully Blanchard didn't necessarily need Stan Lane jumping Tully in the parking lot and tossing him in a trunk. But they did. Because they're one of the few uh, people that had a bit of a feud going up, where uh, in uh, Tully Blanchard's final match for the NWA, he lost the NWA World Tag Team titles to the Midnight Express, him and Arn Anderson. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to do an angle where you're getting thrown into the back of a limousine... Maybe not go into a technical match after? Also, I uh, I looked into it, and Tully Blanchard's actual last match was in 2007, where uh, himself, the Nightmare Ted Allen, and Ricky Landell lost to the team of Ricky Morton, Jake Roberts, and Glacier. Wow. Okay. Talk about a dream team. All-star. Yeah. yeah. All-star. Uh, Stanley looks great. Yeah. Gangster well, love. Tully Blanchard is 45, who okay. is the same age as The Big Show. All right. And Stan Lane is 46, same age as Chris Jericho. Oh. Mm. And both and these guys look like they're just straight off TV. Mm-hmm. Well, Basically. technically, Stan Lane is straight off TV, ESPN. He <laughs> was a announcer for Yacht Racing. Yacht. Yacht <laughs> Queen. Yacht Queen. <laughs> And uh, Stan Lane <laughs> is very open to make that known as he goes, hey, while you're preaching in tents, I'm on ESPN. Burn notice. Uh, Tully Blanchard gets pyro? Yeah. yeah that yeah, was wild. Nah, he deserves it, bro. Also, I thought it was weird that Tully was the baby face. Yeah, that's a good point. And the crowd also seemed confused by that, uh, as told by the giant horseman suck chant midway through. I thought they were just going to bring a giant horse out just to confuse things even more. Uh, uh, he's the horse man. Uh, because at this point, the fans that are there that are not really wrestling fans are wondering, what the fuck are we doing here? This is what CBA was talking about earlier. This is one of those, you don't know if who's baby, who's heel here. It's like neither guy are really working up to that. Oh, no. they. I mean, Stan Lane took care of that with the, the pre-match promo. My favorite part of this match was the continuous shots to female audience members who looked completely disinterested in everything that was going on. But Stan Lane's such a hottie. And Randy Rosenblum continuing. Oh, they just can't get enough. They just can't. Look at them. They They can't control themselves. Mr. Randy S. Rosenblum Esquire. The girls aren't even looking at their dates next to him. Yeah, there's a show going on, Randy. Uh, They're barely looking at that either. The ladies love him. Some of the men might love him, too. Well, let's not get into that. We'll get there. <laughs> are, are we going to get there? Well, with the way the crowds... Never mind. We'll yeah, get, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> do you want to just go into the yep, spot of the yeah, match? Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> My favorite spot of the match is when Stan Lane desperately did not want to fall on the floor while Tully's taking him down. For the figure four? The figure four, <laughs> where he's <laughs> gripping onto the aprons, trying not to he's fall. He's like, Whoa. knocking over the casino magic signs. <laughs> he was like Steve the Turtle Winder getting spe- speared by Dean Livesley. <laughs> He did not want to go down. Hot takes. Watch it on the NCW.com. Um, my favorite spot was the figure four on the floor. Okay, okay. Um, I got to go with the finish. <laughs> All right, we haven't done one of those in well, a while. Well, you know, it was memorable. <laughs> it was my spot, sort of. Uh, Randy Rosenblum had no idea what the fuck was going on with Neither that Neither did I. Neither did most of the crowd. I had to rewind it and watch it twice to figure out what the fuck happened. Oh, as soon as I saw... As soon as I saw Stan Lane holding Tully Blanchard up in the air for the belly to back for longer than a second, I was like, oh, I know, I know where this yeah. is going. So here's my confusion. I was, at that point, I was, in fairness, half watching with AG 
and when they continued to fight after the finish, and then then Lane just walked away. I was like, wait, the match is over? Yeah. Did he just take an account out? What's going on? I don't know. What um, was uh, I, I, There was also at one point there was a, a low blow that was completely no-sold. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was nothing. CPF was your favorite. I don't know. It was, I really liked this match, uh, especially like the first few minutes. It was... It, it, like the first like three minutes of this match, if you want to know like what kind of match I watch to get like inspiration for when I'm feeling when I feel like I'm not doing enough in wrestling, this is that type of match. Some uh, Tully some, Blanchard had a drop kick while Stan was on his knees. Like so funny, <laughs> uh, Tully Blanchard drop kick story. Yes. I was on a show with Tully Blanchard in 2014. Uh, he was to do a run in involving his daughter Tessa Blanchard, okay. um, and. He was just supposed to hit the ring and throw a few punches and, you know, everybody throws their babies in the air, et cetera, et cetera. He decided he was going to throw some drop kicks, and he tore his bicep doing it somehow, Uh, or his shoulder. He injured himself during doing drop kicks uh <laughs> favorite spot i don't know i really like this whole it's okay match. Oh, i mean you can just say the match really if i you... i guess uh yeah I'm, I, I can't really pinpoint one in particular i really really like this match though all right again though the, the, the only thing i didn't really like was there was no other than the figure four on the outside there was no like determinate comeback yeah. for yeah. tully blanchard and especially a match like this needs a comeback mm-hmm. because Tully Blanchard was rock, you know, like rock and ruin when he came out, and everyone was ready to, you know, again throw their babies in the air when he got his big comeback and whatever. So that was the only thing I was missing, just like an actual comeback. JC, how long did that match feel to you? Um, I go eight. It's uh, seven minutes and four seconds. It's close as I've gotten so yeah, far tonight. Yeah, that's true. I'm a bad judge of time. <laughs> I'm a bad judge of character. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're hanging out with us. <laughs> uh, we got a King Kong Bundy and Jim Neidhart promo, mm. which is um, people always play it off like the tag match was shot it, like at the end. But this is saying to me that they had already decided we're going to make this into a little tag match. Oh, like, well, I'll explain when we get there. Yeah, All right. I don't, about, I don't know about that. Um. Well. Yeah, well, there. I, I don't know. We'll get. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, there. We'll get there. So, what's next on the docket? Uh, one man gang promo. Boo! Oh, so good. <laughs> so so good. The battle of the big men. Um, you probably shouldn't say that, Randy Rosenblum. <laughs> yeah. There's Yokozuna versus King Kong Bundy. Later. Yeah, but that's the battle of the thousand pound men. Oh yeah, that's, um, that's also a huge grudge match. So, <laughs> watching watch. <laughs> watching this, this match, I had two two things that were off the top of my head. One. When do you guys think One Man Gang was kind of dubbed a hardcore guy? Because at first I would have never have thought him to be like... He he started wrestling for like ECW and FMW. Right. And then on multiple other reunion shows that he's appeared on since, he's been put in hardcore matches. Yeah. So it just it felt like one of those weird transitions where is it just because he's a gang member? That feels kind of wrong. Like just well, he's not a gang member. You see, he's a one man gang. <laughs> well, all right. His own gang. He yeah. Makes his own rules. Uh, like I don't know. It just I just don't know where that transition happened to where he's uh, I don't know. Maybe hardcore. he felt like it was easier to do the hardcore than yeah. Maybe I don't know. Um, Abdullah the Butcher 
depending on who you ask, is either 58 or 63. Oh, he's a Daco Zone kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> One Man Gang is 39, who is the same age as AJ Styles One right Man now. Gang was 39 in 1999. <laughs> yes, sir. Crazy. He's, the, he's like Rhino. That just blew my fucking yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. That we're just woke me up. We're looking at a 39-year-old man. <laughs> we're, we're it's going to be you f- in a couple years, JC. God damn it. <laughs> it's going to look like the one-man gang. I, <laughs> I um, This was a match where I had no idea who was the baby face in the Same, heel. Same, yeah. I was to continue that so trend. confused. I started in turn. I didn't actually turn on a clock, but I started doing an internal clock on how long it was going to take before blood was flowed. Did oh, not yeah. take long. And you didn't yeah. even get to turn the clock on. No, before I could even get to the button. It nope. was already blood. blood. Man, the fucking ma, the ma, no, uh, ma, the mostly non-wrestling crowd loved this fucking match. They love Abdul the Butcher, especially. Holy shit! <laughs> you know who didn't love the match? Bill Stone, because this was marketed as a family oh, show. Oh yeah. And yeah. the pay-per-view distributors were also expecting a family-friendly product. Here's the thing, Bill Stone. Don't book Abdullah no the Butcher. shit. Right. When like, was the last time you had a match that didn't have blood in it? I don't think it was possible yeah. after a while. Like, yeah. yeah. Strong Breeze was cutting him open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Tyler Breeze's dad, right? Yeah, yeah Strong, Strong Breeze. breeze. Yeah. He, wears, yeah. he wears a black mask, <laughs> wrestles in Japan. Yeah, he's good, man. He's good. Strong Breeze machine. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, no, they had like I don't know how. Again, you book this match, you send this out there, Mike Lombardi. What the hell? Give a fucking heads up that you know Abby's gonna bleed all over the place. And the gang. He and probably the gang. Yeah. He, he probably didn't pay him enough for his uh, consulting fees. <laughs> he didn't pay Abby enough to not bleed. I, he didn't. He didn't pay Mike enough to consult him to not book <laughs> this match on a family friendly show. I remembered Abdullah bleeding. I completely forgot that. One man gang did the, the. Is it weird seeing two guys bleed at once? Like, yeah, you, like seeing one guy bleed is weird at this point, but seeing like two guys bleeding, yeah, it's weird. It was weird, well, especially knowing what we know now about Abdullah, especially with the way he's got he's handling his blood. <laughs> yeah, like is that what we're talking about. Dev- you mean when he was Devin giving Nichols? it out to fans after the show? Just passing out pools of blood from his forehead. He actually put it in vials. He, and he was, was he was eating his own blood. At yeah, that's what I meant. Point. Yeah, I was awesome. So down with that. That was great. Uh, Abdullah the butcher like throws his fork out of the ring, and some <laughs> fans like, yeah, they catch it like it's the fucking. I mean, I was People that are guy. Five and him over it. I was that guy at ECW. If like, Abby was on indie shows now, he would have just trays of cutlery to sell during intermission. Yeah. Better. He was um he was cutting people open at points for money, like fans. He was. Gigging, I do remember that. He was gigging them with forks. Man, fuck. Uh, that's my favorite spot, by the way. Him tossing the. the the uh, the f- fork out to the ring. My favorite spot was him eating his own blood. That was the yeah, that was, was kind. I would gi- I'd give it to that. That's very Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, like. it kind of ma- it's gross, but it's cool. <laughs> I liked One Man Gang's uh, bump from the apron to the floor. <laughs> that was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. One Man Gang was still going. I just I just liked that. Like basically, top like three pops of the night was when uh, Abby finally hit the Asiatic. Uh, spite, uh, thrust. The uh, yeah. Sudanese meat cleaver yeah. elbow drop. No, 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 no. When he did the little. Oh yeah, when he did the hand thing. wave. Dude, that was like top three pops of the night. Fucking right yeah. There. It Crazy. is true that this was one of the only matches on the card that really got the crowd yeah. like fired yep. up. They the fucking one loved that it. the fucking promoter hated. Isn't that yeah. how it goes? Yep, you're telling me, boys. Um, they go to a double count out. 
in a match which I assume was a no DQ match. I'm pretty sure they were ready like to call it as soon as possible. Yeah. Like it was probably supposed to go it could have gone longer. I think they cut it and just were like Um JC how long that match feel to you? Six minutes. Seven minutes thirty four. All right. Okay. All right. You're getting better. Getting better. Um these guys had these guys had wrestled, but they were in various six man tag matches in about nineteen eighty three. Okay. So, um, no real uh, scores settled. Not once one. and for all. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the one match that didn't need a fucking backstory gets a backstory. As Snuka, Orton, Albano play poker, the, these were the two corner men from WrestleMania One. There literally needs no further. Mm-hmm. Like, this is ending that feud, and they're like, nope, poker game. So this was the point where it felt like the the fucking wrestling version of Freddy Got Fingered where I was just waiting for this show to fucking end (laughs) and I'm like it cuts to them playing poker and I questioned myself and said wait did they just hire Bob Orton and Snuka to like go out there and play poker for like a walk on cameo nope they also paid him to do really long arm bars yeah and I mean here's the thing like you're right there was absolutely no point in building this up in a backstage vignette where yep. Captain Lou's out there again, and Captain, <laughs> you do not have to be sorry. <laughs> I'm only sorry the microphone wasn't lower. Yeah, yep. I mean, I got another one coming, <laughs> coming down the pipeline. <laughs> this was supposedly Captain Lou's last managerial uh, duties because well, he did become the commissioner. Well, well I even said that so. he's talking. <laughs> he's talking, cutting his promo, and I'm like. When, yeah. You're the when commissioner you now, peak. bro. Yep. Retire undefeated. Um, so we get um we get Snooka and um Cowboy Bob. Snooka's fifty six. Orton is forty eight. Who's the same age as Triple H? Huh. Wow. I was upset that Orton did not have a cast. Well, yeah, I what? have a I have a bit of a theory on that. Oh. At the very end of this match, um. Orton smashes his arm onto the top turnbuckle when he misses Captain Lou. He breaks it. My guess would be that's when he breaks it and he has or a cast for the return for the rest okay. of Heroes of Wrestling right. shows. I had a I had a wish that I wi- like I wish that like for some ra- reason his young son Randall Keith Orton could have been his <laughs> towel boy just out there with Bob Orton like the first appearance of Randy Orton or uh, Barry O. Ah, oh. yeah, I would have liked to see him in the corner. Uh, I'll tell you what, I like this match. I think it was a pretty solid match. I noticed that of all the other quote unquote legends, um, these guys were working hard. Um, Bob Orton was working his fucking ass off. Yeah, yeah. Snooker was getting up there and he was doing shit and you know he, he was, pretty he was killing cross it. Body off the second. Snooker like, was murdering it in there. He sure was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was doing good. Snooker was shoving that and it hit its head. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like a coconut. That <laughs> skull. I mean, cut that ring. Uh, yeah, d- yeah. Fucking Snooka was fucking playing dumb while the police arrive. He's too old to be prosecuted. <laughs> he's in poor health. Too old to be wrestling. <laughs> but he's in all these poker tournaments winning <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars. You fucking idiots got worked. He got away with murder. <laughs> and he's a card cheat. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know he did win a lot of like poker tournaments, and I feel like it's because of Captain Lou and Bob Orton. Like, yeah. That, yeah. that's what he's like. I can get in this. Expose the business. Uh, uh, 
What was your favorite spots of the match? Uh, hold on. Well, hold on. What do you got? We have some notes. Uh, what do you got, Mikey? We P? get a glorious. Uh, Bob is a faggot chant. Uh-huh. Uh, 99. What a time. Well, it was it a different started, time back then. It started off small. A small group of kids. Kids. <laughs> kids. Chanting, Bob is a faggot. My guess, Bart Simpson. You're not Probably wrong. Probably Bart Simpson. <laughs> a small spattering of children chanting, Bob is a faggot. And then it just starts growing and growing. Until all the way from Bay St. Louis to Biloxi, <laughs> 40 minute drive on the I-90, everybody was chanting that oh, Bob is fuck. a faggot. <laughs> um, and then uh, to this day, you could still, <laughs> if you go down I-90, they say you can hear, you can hear the whispers in the remains of Casino Magic on top of a beautiful and luxurious water park now. When contacted what Bill Stone thought of it, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> right where Margaritaville currently sits. <laughs> This uh, the referee for this match looked like a cross between Ed Norton and Dana Carvey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, two uh, two traditionally attractive men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I have a specific spot. I just I like this match. I think for me, I was I was happy with the overall. My spot of the match was when uh, Orton t- uh, takes the buckle and then gets uh, like hangs himself up. Mm-hmm. He gets kicked in the stomach and then and balls like crotches, crotches himself. himself. Fucking fantastic. Yep. Uh, mine is when Bob Orton nearly decapitates Snooker trying to clo- clothesline him over the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. You know, Stan Lane threw a pretty stiff clothesline at the beginning of his match. With, like he drove him down to the ground too. Yeah. CPA, what do you think about Snooker and Orton? Uh. I was a little worried because during the pre-match promo, it looked like Snooker was like really zonked out. He did. He didn't say a goddamn word. Yeah. Um, the match was you know was what it was. Uh, I liked the uh, second rope springboard crossbody. Yeah. That uh, Snooker performed earlier on in the match. And uh, also, fun fact: second match in a row with a Hep C positive person. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah. Un- yeah. No, Undertaker wasn't happy about that. <laughs> Boys. Uh, JC, how long did that match feel to you? Um, nah, nine minutes. So eleven minutes of forty-six seconds. All right. Well, now it's time. It's time. It's the time that everybody has wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. It is the ever infamous Jake the Snake Roberts promo. <laughs> made so, f- made so famous on Botchamania. For our fans that are going to be listening now, I'm gonna I'll splice in the promo Ugh. so we can all experience it um, again. Or if you're hearing it for the first time, if you're if you're hearing this for the first time, like fuck, get on that. Thank you, gentlemen. Back here, I have a man of legendary proportions, a man, Jake the Snake Roberts. He is a man that you all recognize. He's a legend. Come on, Jake. Get on in here. The folks want to hear from you. You know what I'm saying right now is this. You know, you're a casino. Everybody says, well, gosh, a casino, you should gamble. Let me tell you something, Hamble. You don't want to play cards with me because I'll cheat. Okay? I cheat. You want to play 21? I got 22. You don't play blackjack? I got two of those too. You don't play aces and eights? Maybe I got too many of those too. Bottom line is this. You do not gamble with me. Only thing you should gamble is this. Listen to me. When you walk in a casino and you want to gamble, 
The main thing is you should realize this. To gamble, you must accept losing. I don't accept losing. And neither is Damien. Damien, my friend. My friend Damien is right here. Damien. You see Damien? Yeah, he just stuck his nice head out of it. Nice pile of snake, huh? Oh. You don't want to see this, do you? Well, Let I me don't. show you something. Yeah, that's Let okay, me show you something. No, I think what, Anvil? Go ahead, Anvil. Roll the dice. Mr. Cameraman, get your ass back up here. Hello? I'm talking to you. Get the camera back up here. That is not what you need to worry about, Anvil. The bottom line is this. When the DDT comes, then the snake comes out. Worry about the DDT. 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 Think about it. A man of his word, Jake the Snake Roberts. Back to ringside. At this point, you, Jake, you mentioned earlier that your theory was that they were already plotting the tag match. Yes. Now, I can, I can get where you're coming from of having King Kong Bundy and Neidhart together. And he said, we'll take care of that snake. Also, with Neidhart, I also enjoyed the little tidbit that he showed up 40 minutes into the show. This is what I got here Did for that you. Happen? Yeah. It was originally billed as Roberts versus Neidhart and Yoko Zerno versus Bundy, which we all know. Right. The plan was for Roberts to beat Neidhart clean with the DDT and then turn the scheduled singles match into a tag. Neidhart, after agreeing to the finish for weeks, showed up 30 minutes before the show and refused to do the job. There was a report that he found out that in between the times that he would be starting up with WWF to join up with the Bulldog, but that's not confirmed, and that was his reason for not wanting to do the job. Spoiler, of course, that never, never happened. happened. <laughs> uh, Neidhart wouldn't return to WWF until the 15th anniversary of Raw in December of 2007. Too bad he doesn't remember oh. it. Oh. Uh, also, he and Bundy both refused to have the snake put on them, which is why Mike Henry, a much smaller Bundy lookalike, Little Bundy, as they kept calling Somebody going to get... Oh, you said Mike Henry. <laughs> Mike, sorry. Hey, are you sorry. and Kellen Mike Henry? <laughs> we might be Mike Henry. Yeah, um, one time Kellen and, a and JC were um, once mistaken for Mark Henry. Yeah. We were promote. We were... Okay, real quick aside. We were promoting for a NCW show, and we were down at the uh, Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, and we're just passing out flyers. The Raw is going on inside. And a limousine pulls right up in front of us. Guy gets out of the car, looks both at Kellen and I right in the face. He goes, Mark? Mar Mark Henry? <laughs> and we both looked at each other, and it was probably only for a few seconds. It felt like an eternity. Because we're both trying to figure out what do we do next. You guys should have both said yes. Yes. yes you're right. You guys we were both wearing your peach-colored giant jackets salmon, together. Salmon jackets. Charged, yeah. We made a mistake. We made a calculated error, and I wish that we had said yes so we could have gotten that limo. Whether it would have just gotten us down the block nope. or to Stamford, Connecticut. Would have brought you straight to Silsby, Texas. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a, that was a fun moment. I wish we had so taken good. that. And Sammy's uh, in there. Um, <laughs> and uh, his aunt, the Hizzle's son. Uh, Jake Roberts had uh, told the promoters that this was going to be his last chance to do something in wrestling. And that he was totally clean. Uh, he that he was doing promo work throughout the Southwest. He did everything and more that was asked of him leading up to this show. 
Uh, he did a spot on Fox News Channel talking about how he's going to clean up wrestling. And he looked totally clean on that as well. Uh, the Observer says that during the day, he got word that his wife was looking for $5,000 in back child support. Cheryl? Yes. Uh, knowing he'd have money because he was getting a good payday here, and apparently he was faced with going back, back to jail if he didn't come up with the money. He then disappeared into his private dressing room and emerged as a whole new person, <laughs> which we saw in the promo leading up to this infamous match. So it's not like out of the blue then? No. no. Like uh, everyone like was fighting about the finish. Uh, Jake had volunteered to do the job to stop the argument. Well, so the other did. thing that I'll Jake's mention... Jake's a pro, even when, he's, even when he's not. That I don't know if you have on there, but they, Bill Stone, master promoter, worked out into his contracts for King Kong Bundy and for Yokozuna that they both did not have to do the job. They were. It was in their contracts that they would not have to take a pinfall. So, why? In both of their contracts, and then you're booking them against each other. <laughs> you never thought once to be like, hmm. <laughs> like, they're booking, they're giving creative control of the people on one show. Also, like, King Kong Bundy put over Al Bundy. Like, you can yeah, just go I ahead. King Kong Bundy gets the fuck over himself. But, like, but the thing, that I guess the argument could be made is, you shouldn't have put it in the contract then. Yeah. Also, like, okay, if Yokozuna laid down, he would have never been able to get back <laughs> <up>. <laughs> He's very much he like King Hippo. He was the size of a house. He, was, he looked at least 800 pounds. When he oh. took off his kimono, and I saw that big old fat ass... Like, holy Kimono shit. Kimono don't want to lay <laughs> Kimono, you should put your clothes back on. <laughs> Tonight, Yokozuna danced upon top of the casino magic. <laughs> and then <laughs> the, ra- the roof came down. That's what came to it? Wasn't the hurricane? Hurricane Zuna? Um, hurricane Rodney. Sorry. Uh, AG had a great aside where the match before you have the fans calling Bob a faggot. Mm-hmm. Uh, less than 10 minutes later, they want to see Jake's dick. Yeah, that's yes. a good point. <laughs> Jake's sucking a snake like a dick. He swallowed like four feet of snake. <laughs> he deep-throated that snake. He really did. <laughs> and it was to scale. Mm-hmm. Scales. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Reptiles. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, Dutch, Dutch Mantel misidentifies Jake as a former uh, Intercontinental, Intercontinental Champion. champion. So never won a title in the WWF. Never, yeah, no. I don't know if he's like ever won a, like a major title ever. WCW, I don't know. Was it maybe he's probably one of those guys that was like ECW champion. He or was like, not like one of those no. early ones or like USW. He was like some sort of Stampede champion at some point. That, yeah, that would make sense. He started. He was North American Southern, champion. Oh maybe. yeah, well he was in the first like ladder match. Him and Bad News. That's right. That's right. No, him and um uh, big uh, uh, fucking junkyard. Props for junkyard Roberts, Roberts, big daddy Ritter for Jake for being such a guy like who never held like a major championship like that. Yeah, and is such a well known, like popular guy. Well, all those guys. My ears are burning. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jake, your ears are burning. Yes, I've got ear gunnery. Oh no! Um, a lot of the guys who came around at that time period, like Piper and Snuka and all like DiBiase, they didn't need to, yeah, be yeah. champions, you know. Um, we so we just did Beyond the Mat, yeah, and that was based on footage that was filmed in what late 98 into light into 99 yeah, that might have even been 97 oh, 97 okay you know you're right because terry funk terry funk's yeah. retirement which we okay, did so go Brown over as well who's so also, ni- uh, was also when i was uh you're watching two women <laughs> watching, yeah. watching two women go at it you know 
Then you need two women with toys. <laughs> and then you need two women with toys. And then you go home to your wife, and all of a sudden things don't work. Cause, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Didn't you say that um, Draws' paralysis was a couple days before this, and that was ended up being the epilogue on Beyond the Mat? So, mm-hmm. I, yeah. so that's what I was trying to think of. So, 97, 98, we get that really sad uh, part of Beyond the Mat with Jake. And then you think, oh, you know, maybe he's gonna have a, you know, the reunion with his daughter, with his daughter, and um, so what? Like a year plus later, like this is the bottom. Is this the? Is this as low as it can get? Yeah, mm. this was not. I mean, he had probably sunk lower. However, it was not on pay per view or on camera. On camera for or everyone in front of to people. See. Like, yeah, he's probably he probably sucked some dick for coke. In my opinion, I yep. don't know how to avoid legal problems on that. Uh, wait, for us? Uh, We're having no legal problems. Okay. No one's listening okay, to this. I might pave a think that Jason <laughs> Snake Roberts sucked a lot of dick for oh, coke. Man. Does he have a tongue ring? Sure does. Sure did. Mike just licked his lips when you said that. Do we need to talk about this fucking match? No. Do we need to fucking talk? Like, what was your favorite? Um, the fat chick feeling up Jake? <laughs> Actually, I do have a favorite spot. Oh, do you? It is when the anvil hit Jake with chi- two chairs, like, stacked on top of each time. other. They were yeah. um, they were trying to kill Jake. Literally <laughs> kill him. There was, I think it was the first chair shot that Neidhart gave him. Stiff it, as fuck. It was the most brutal-looking, <laughs> yeah. wrong side of the chair, yes. smash it over his head. If we're just gonna start beating up people for being fucked up on drugs, I would have beaten the shit out of fucking Jim Neidhart at the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame ceremony. <laughs> See, so one thing I hadn't watched this match a really long time. Watching it tonight, um, it's alarming how good at wrestling Jake the Snake Roberts yes. is, even when he's completely hammered. Yes, I agree with that. Like, and. I would never go to a show and be like, oh, Jake the Snake Roberts or Jim the Anvil Neidhart. I'm going to see them do chain wrestling. That's not a thing in my head. Yeah. But they did it remarkably well. Yeah. Far too well. All considered. And even the spots like when Jake's in the sleeper hold and you know that brother just wants to sleep, <laughs> but he still gets that hand up and he still has the crowd. Like he, That's like, the only part of his body moving. Yeah. But. Right. Involuntary. Uh, also, the snake getting out of his bag. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, what a disaster. I like how uh, Mr. Randy S. Rosenblum Esquire Sr. Yeah. was uh, <laughs> like at one point really scared the snake was out. And I was like, where's the snake? Where is it? Did it go back in his bag? <laughs> like he was like I just wanted it to cut back to them on commentary and the snake wrapped around Rosenblum. He's, on, he's, <laughs> he's standing on the table. On right. I can't find the snake and anywhere. It's up, it's up behind him and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> And Dutch just laughing hysterically. <laughs> Dutch is actually in Dutch's chair. It's the snake oh. with Dutch's hat on. <laughs> Fuck. All right. It just has a Dutch-shaped lump in its stomach. <laughs> I think it's Dutch with Ed O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's Heroes of Wrestling. So the show ended 20 minutes early. Mm. Yeah, was this supposed to go three hours? I it was assume. supposed to be like the usual, I think, 2.45. Fucking, um, this... Did Yokozuna get in the ring? Like, um, yeah, he, he got, got the hot tag. He got the hot tag, sort of. He did of. a little bubba-dee-bubba-dee-bub. 
And then yep. like uh, that was it. I don't know. He my, gave a Samoan drop to the. Little you know Bundy. my favorite spot of the matches when Jake or when Yoko picked up the little Bundy and was like, "Hey, Jake, that's DDT him." And Jake doesn't realize what the fuck they're talking about, so no he just kind of wanders off. And, yeah. and Yokozuna just has to like pitch him off and give him a Samoan drop. Yeah. Fuck. Um, when they gave Uncle Fester the <laughs> Samoan drop at the end, Baby he did Bundy. not know what he was going. He didn't know do. anything, and I was so scared for him mm-hmm. because they're like whip off the rope, and it reminded me of a story that when I first started ring announcing in '99, uh-huh. um, one of the I, first shows I was ever on, it was with this wrestler, Bad Boy Billy Black, and we're in the ring, and not I'm giving the famous Bad Boy Billy. Black. No, the the, the, the non-famous Billy Black. <laughs> And uh, we're in the ring, and it's the top of the show. I'm the ring announcer. And he wanted to decide to shoot. He wanted to give me a pile driver. That's that's the move to give someone a just... And I had... Just keep it simple. Never been in training, never bumped. Like So he goes, pile driver. Spike bump. And I'm like, <laughs> nope. And so I drop down to one knee, and I grab the bottom rope. And at the time, at the time, I'm a hundred and like thirty pounds soaking wet, and he cannot get me up. He's trying to put. He goes, "Power, power driver." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> and we got. I fucking. We, then the next match goes on. Because and he, I, they, and he they, runs they, out. <laughs> well, one of the, one of the fucking baby faces came in and ran him off from the interview, and then I introduced the next match, and then I head to the back, and the guy fucking grabbed me, and he goes, but he grabbed me, and he's like. I fucking told you to like, give you a power driver. I would have fucking protected you. I would have taken care of you. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know that. <laughs> like, I'm a veteran and you're a rookie. I'm like, I'm a ring announcer. And, I'm not uh, even a rookie. And the extreme strongman, Gino Martino, the hammerhead, John Ferraro. Oh, yeah. He's the fucking Superhuman. Uh, he comes in and he's the one that got me the, the gig there, fucking ring announcer. And he goes, you made the right call, brother. <laughs> he's like, top of the show. We're taking out the ring announcer in the fucking first promo of the night. <laughs> I like, how he, I like how he doesn't think you're just like, I'm not taking it because I'm, it's about, you're just like, no, I can't go on the first match. This kid knows the fucking business. <laughs> what are we going to do here? And then he said, but guess what? It's the second match now. Pile <laughs> driver. And then he hammers a nail into oh, your head. <laughs> Next uh, time CPA comes on to an NCW show, I'm going to have them like, pile driver. Oh, that, the, uh... <laughs> Lauren's getting it next time. Yep. She's getting she's it. She's getting the icky. Getting <laughs> the pile driver. Pile driver. Make sure she's wearing a skirt. Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. She's getting uh, Francine. I'm getting, I'm, get, I'm, getting, I'm getting hit up on a lot of hashtags. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's break hashtags. into these ballads, shall we? Break out those ballads, Lumby. chicks with ink. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one. It works, I swear. Gets extra likes. So, uh, number one. Number one, best match, Snooka versus Orton. Worst match, Bushwhackers versus Iron Cheek and Nikolai Volkov. Ooh. I think that will be a theme. Uh, best match, Tully versus Stan Lane. Worst match, Bushwhackers versus Sheik Ooh, and Volkov. All right. Uh, best match, SST versus Marty and Tommy Rogers. Oh. Worst match, Scorpio and Julio. Wow. Ooh, hot take. And best match, best Sheik match. and Volkov against the Bushwhackers. <laughs> Worst, uh, best match rather, Snooka versus Bob Orton. All right. Worst match, Jake versus Jim the Anvil Nightheart. So, uh, fucking. The best match? The best match is Orton and Snooka? 
And the worst match the worst. is the Bushwhackers versus Volkov and, and uh, Sheik. Yeah. Uh, according to the Wrestling Observer, the best match with 64 votes was Two Cold Scorpio versus Julio Fantastico. Nope. Because nope. it's work rate, brother. Well, nope. What happened to the Tokyo Dome? The second <laughs> best match as voted by the Wrestling Observer Pile online. Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher versus One what? Man Gang. No, I wouldn't even. Worst match, of course, uh, was Iron Sheik and the Bushwa- uh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov versus the Bushwhackers. Uh, second, Roberts and Yokozuna versus Bundy and Nightheart. Third, George Steele versus Greg Valentine. And I'm gonna tell you guys right now, George Steele versus Greg Valentine was my match of the night until fucking Orton and Snuka went. Let me, you voted for Orton and Snuka too. Yes. I, 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 I actually yes. have the Meltzer ratings for this. Okay. Where uh, he voted the worst match of the night. Bushwhacker Luke and Bushwhacker Butch versus the uh, Sheik and Volkov minus five stars. He not only said uh, this is the worst match of the night. In Tokyo uh, Dome, we got negative it was the worst match. Can we get Melcher to come back and re-review it to get that first negative six star <laughs> well, review? Um, yeah. The Bushwhackers are part of a very uh, eclectic group. They are the only people to both receive minus five stars as well as a five star match. I'll tell you what, I saw I saw no stars on the show. What was a five star match against the Fantastics in a barbed wire match? Wow! Wow. Wait, Um, hold on. What was the uh, was the other one? The Doinks match? No, the the negative five stars match was this one. Oh, I thought you meant like they got two of them. Uh, Jimmy Snuka and Bob Orton was rated negative (laughs) one star. That's bullshit. I agree. Some um, he gave. The best match of the night, a star and a quarter to Two Cold Scorpio and Julio Fantastico. Bullshit. Um, other notable things is minus three stars for Bundy and Nightheart's match, minus one star for uh, Snuka and Orton, mm-hmm. minus one star, minus uh, two and a quarter stars for Abdullah and One Man Gang, a dud for Tully and Stan Stop. Lane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, minus three for Greg Valentine and George Steele, and a half a star for the Samoan SWAT team versus... Uh, the B team. This is uh, on going curve. back to the Bushwhackers and Volkov and the Sheik, he rated this. This is exactly off the Observer. Negative four point uh, four five nine point four stars. Oh, good. Absolute not, scale. Absolute zero. He says this is the worst match I've ever rated in my life. Which match was this? Bushwhackers, Bushwhackers. and the the. There's got to be something worse since. It's got to be. Volkov and Orton that. should have a goddamn team name. They've teamed for so long. I've seen worse Volkoff matches. Volkov and Sheik, you mean? Whatever. I've probably been in worse matches than it's, this. It's late. <laughs> it's late. It's it is early. late. It is now. I will announce uh, uh, local five. time for us: ten past five. Eastern Oof. specific. In the, the sun in the is morning. <laughs> Eastern specific. The sun is pretty much out. It's getting out there. Jesus Christ. CPA. I can't thank you enough for being Thanks here. For having for, me, guys. For hanging out with us until five o'clock in the morning. I hope it wasn't evident on the audio, but I've been dancing around because I have to go to the bathroom really bad. But it's settling now. So I just okay. thought I you were that. showing off your bod. I'm no. Like, <laughs> well, it was a combination of I have to go to the bathroom. I didn't want to fall asleep on you guys. So I, I thought you were uh, rearranging the furniture. That's oh, it. No. Oh, yeah. you mean actually rearranging? Yeah. The furniture. That's why they call him Triangle Hips CPA. They do call him that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's why I use the women's bathroom. That's why. I'm always calling you try. Like, try. What's up, try? <laughs> oh, um, I'm trisexual. I'll try anything. Yeah. Waka waka. Um, 
Oh yeah, but thanks yeah. for having me. No, thank you. Um, do you want to plug in? Yeah, uh, your Twitter or what are you doing? Uh, shows. I'm at CPA Russells on all social media platforms. Look for him at Thicky Morton. <laughs> yes, also known as Thicky Morton, <laughs> uh, because apparently it's a new thing now that women call themselves Thicky Bella and Thicky Jeans. All right. And thicky this and Thicky that. And blah, 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 blah. That's genius. I like Thicky Morton. Twitter, Instagram, MySpace Live Journal, Zanga Grinder, all those <laughs> things. At CPA Russells. Uh, you can catch me. I don't know when this is going up. Sunday. Um, this Sunday? I can't even think Oh, it's of coming it. soon. Very soon. Okay. On this you, weekend. You can catch me on shows. I plug all my... Sh- well, lately I've been lazy slash really busy, but I'm trying to get back in the swing of plugging things also real quick side plug uh you can also hear me smart mark sterling and top shelf troy nelson drink beers and drink craft beers and watch wrestling to accompany the flavors in the uh something or others of the beers it's off the hop rope podcast i love it awesome also though i am gonna edit that plug out unless you plug our show so i just want to let you know i'm just gonna you know i will definitely plug the show it's gonna say i'd also like to plug three-way theater (laughs) on (laughs) if you're not listening to three-way theater right now (laughs) mr black Um, we are uh, we're at threewaytheater.com. All of our episodes are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all over that social media world with at threewaytheater. Um, Kellen is still he's there. He's still he's awake. alive. He's right alive. There. Kellen is foam rolling our, the back of his head. <laughs> our gracious <laughs> really host. Thing. Thanks, um, Kellen. Thank you, guys, and thank you, our listeners. Thank you if if you dare watch here as wrestling. God bless do you. Do it. Just do it. Just get it out of the way. Yeah. It's it, it it's like it's like one of those beheading videos back in 2004. So <laughs> someone's gonna show you eventually. You might as well just get it out of the way. It is the wrestling equivalent of two girls, one cup. Oh. I still haven't seen it, so I'm, I'm we'll sure. change that. I read the novel. Oh. It's all right. <laughs> I thought oh, it was yeah, called um, Fifty Shades of Grey. No, it was actually uh, based on Push by Sapphire. <laughs> well, let's end it on that. All right. Yeah, uh, I can't get any higher than that. Um. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjake. I'm JC. I'm the Abominable CPA. Yeah, and this has uh, been... Oh, Callan and Callan. <laughs> and this has been... Three Best in Show. Three-way theater's Best in Show. We got it. Best in Show. We're all good Five-star classic. <laughs> five stars. This is Spinal Tap. But if this happened at the Negative Tokyo four, Dome... Five, nine, point four <laughs> stars. Absolute, Absolute zero. Would you dance if I asked you to dance? Would you run and never look back? Would you cry if you saw me crying? Would you save my soul tonight? Would you tremble if I touched your lips? Would you laugh? Oh, please tell me this. Now would you die for the one you love? Hold me in your arms tonight. I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away. 
Think about it. 